What's your name? Well, my name is Jim, but most people call me... Jim. <laughs> okay, Jim. Since you are my guest and I am your host, what are your pleasures? What do you like to do? Oh, I don't know. Play chess. Screw. Well, let's play chess.
And welcome back to Live from the Dining Room, broadcasting live from DiningRoomRadio.net, live on a Monday evening. That's right. That was Tula Vera with a song called Sunspot. I love them. I've been listening to that constantly. Yeah, check them out, Montclair Bass Band. Oops, sorry. Over there in Montclair, doing cool things. Yeah. They're co- they got a show coming up, right? Uh, it looks like, from um, my eyes, they're playing September the 24th over at the Citizen in Jersey City. Oh, cool. I like that place. Cool. They make good... Uh, uh, double double fried fries. Shut up. No, yeah, they don't. yeah, yeah. They, they fry their fries twice, and I thought it was just I thought it was just a way of them reheating old fries. But no, they they, they fry them and then and then one more time. It's great. Weird. Yeah. They're gonna be with American pinup above the moon and Centennials. I think Centennials for Centennials in a little while. They just they just quit. They just hung up the gloves. Yeah, but then I think they had a baby in, in their back. Oh, good, good. I hope the baby's doing great. Free show starts at, um, looks like, 8 p.m. But it, there's a catch. What's the catch? You gotta be 21 or older to enter. Oh, that's cool. Mm. That's all right. So I guess the band won't be able to go in. <laughs> no, they're really young. They're a super young band. I'm sure they worked that out. But check them out. And, um, shh, man. Jay, what day is it? Monday. Monday? Mm-hmm. The 29th. Yeah, we got a, we got a very, very special special thing for all you guys out there it's very special it's sweet it's salty it's uh it's a lot like like blood like the second time you tasted it not the first time that's that's too scary we have we have mr will wood of will wood and the tapeworms in the building howdy for the second for the second time it's been a long time it's been a while since i've tasted your blood yeah it's been a really long time but um i brought some extra blood with me today so you can taste that then it's good it has, it has zero point zero 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 two percent alcohol. It does point zero 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 two actually. It's too many decimals. Yeah, well, I wasn't gonna use fractions on that. Yeah, you've gotten a lot better at math since last time you were in here. I have. Well, also it's because it's point zero 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 two instead of like you know two. That's, that's, oh. Ow! Oh, I'm sorry about that. What happened? Oh, it's just my brain. Too much. Yeah, I'm one of those people where math causes them physical pain. Yeah. Did you ever hear about that? I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, it, it, um, I always thought it was true because I felt it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but then I just thought I had fibromyalgia. And then um, then I realized that's a hypochondriac. And then I read an article on the internet, so it has to be true, that um, math or things that involve algorithmic thinking um, cause specific people uh, physical pain. What it reacts with a part of their brain. What a wow. roadmap to get to that conclusion. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a lot like, you know, when when Will's in his car and, and like a really, really uh, great pop song comes on the radio. Sort um, of, yeah. It's just this pain, this twitch. Well, that's not necessarily true. I, I, I can appreciate some pop music. I really can. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll shit on it all, all the time. I, I do. But um, that's just because I work at a retailer. You know, I work at a, at a department store where they're constantly blasting horrible shit all day. Um, it kind of it burns after a while, just like from repeated rubbing. Yeah. You know, it just rubs you raw after a while. But um, there, there are some, there's some, there's some pop artists out there that I can get into. I can't name any, but I'm sure they're out there. Yeah, well, a great song's a great song, and it's yeah. not necessarily the song. It's the way it's presented is yeah. a lot of it. I mean, look, well, at, look at punk rock music. It was it was more or less an attitude. Like, the music itself yeah. was there, but then it became an attitude. Well, like, that's the thing. The, the harmonics and the melodies of pop music can be really, really great, oh, yeah. can be beautiful. It's just they end up presenting it in just the most lowbrow, nasty, awful way sometimes, and I just can't get into it. Not to say that my tastes are particularly highbrow. You should hear the shit that I listen to. I'm just saying that, you know, um, 
there's there's a certain level of uh, I, I, I I feel like I shouldn't be afraid to sound like an asshole when criticizing pop music. I don't know you shouldn't. Crap, but no, I don't mind. I don't think anybody out there will either. What I mean, rubs me the wrong way is, is when they just repeat a word four or five times and call it a chorus. <clears throat> like the word work over and over again. Have you noticed that? There's so many pop songs out there where just the chorus is just the word work chanted repeatedly. Yeah, actually, and that's a that's a um a. Uh, song i won't say their i won't say her name i won't yeah well there um, there <laughs> but there there's there's more than one of those uh out those out there who say i i i i don't know but, but I, ooh, oh, okay. i hope everyone's okay <laughs> rest in peace um no there's there's a whole bunch of songs out there that do that and i feel like i'm just living in some heavy-handed young adult dystopian novel where the radio waves are dominated by brainwashing techniques. Work, work, brave. work, work. Brave new world. Oh, I mean, that's what it is. It's, it's all algorithms and shit. Just the, they, they, they figured out what people respond to, and it's it's like there's no personality. It's like... It's, it's, it's just fucking cybernet or whatever. Cybernet? Skynet? Skynet. Cybernet? That works. Well, today is, it's um, I guess, the 19th anniversary of Potential Judgment Day. Really? Yeah, Judgment Day was supposed to happen August 29th, 1997, according to Terminator 2. But who cares? That's why you bought those shades in preparation. Yeah. You thought it was going to happen 19 years later. Yeah. Um, we got to wish a very happy birthday to the curator of Dining Room. Um, yes. Um, first, bound, first, first round, natural born saint. The peg. The peg. Happy birthday, peg. I'll try to drag her in here a little later. Yeah. We're going to try to get some, uh, maybe we'll throw some hidden cabins on or something. Ooh. Or, or yeah, hidden cabins playing like a, like a Bon Jovi song. That would probably do, make her day real nice, right? Great. Great, wonderful. I came up with the, with, with the Your Mama joke before, and I said it to you uh, while Peg was standing there. <laughs> I, said, I said, your mom's so old, she had, a banana, she had a banana split and pulled a muscle. <laughs> and, uh, and, and the funny part was that Jay went, she's standing right there. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Peg. I, it wasn't toward you. You're not old. How old is Peg? 23? I'm not. That's, uh, 23, that's, 24? I don't know. Math, huh? That's not Bob making. Sorry. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> oh, so hey. um, <laughs> oh, Well, this is a beautiful piano you have. Thank you. Uh, last time you were here. Uh, you didn't have a piano. You were just singing. Yeah, that's that's right. I was with uh, Mike Patiglieri, who plays guitar for the Tapeworms. Wonderful guitarist. Incredible guitarist. Every time he picks up that fucking thing, I lose my shit. Yeah, he I... really blows me away. Some of the jazzy stuff he does, he's been uh, uh, listening to a lot of gypsy jazz music recently. Django. And he's pulling out all the stops with that jangly stuff. How do you love that stuff? It's, um, the guy who taught me guitar, his biggest influence was gypsy jazz. And, and like flamenco stuff and gorgeous. Oh man, gorgeous. Makes makes me want to grow my fingernails out really long. Yeah. But then I can't throw my knuckleball. Oh, and you look like yeah. a creep. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, <trying> to, <laughs> Sorry, classical guitarists, but you look scary. Yeah. All I see is that pinky finger. You're either a vampire or just like a guy who goes on coke binges. I was gonna say we're a cokehead. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Sweet nails. That's what. Yeah. Sweet nails. Coke. Flamenco. <laughs> Maybe flamenco is just a cover. Yeah, maybe for cocaine. You know, use. you listen to flamenco music; it sounds like cocaine. Yeah. You take cocaine, you feel like flamenco music. <laughs> Standing on one leg with your head under the water, yeah. looking all pink. Ugh. No, not flamingo, flamenco. What? Huh? Is that? <clears throat> where does where do ostriches ostriches fit into this equation? Well, 
That was directed at you. Oh, that was directed towards me? Yeah. Where, where do ostriches fit into the equation? Yes, we're talking about uh, birds, aren't we? Yes, we are, but um, ostriches, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know math. Mm-hmm. I heard they don't actually bury their head in the sand. That's just a rumor. I have heard that. I've also heard one of their eggs is like 6,000 calories. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't eat their eggs. That's the only thing that's stopping me. Yes. <laughs> you gotta watch. You gotta keep that, that boyish figure of yours. I don't know why I know the yeah. calorific value of an ostrich egg. I don't know what I Google, but I <laughs> terrible, useless things. No, I think I saw that on uh, like an episode of Man vs. Wild. Sounds about or right. Or something like that. Yeah. The, the guy just was... He, I think he, I think he had the ostrich egg... In a um, in like a nice little handmade satchel that he made. He's like, I'm gonna that. carry this around for a while until until I'm almost dead. He's like, and I don't want to eat this until I get enough water to to uh, to get it down. Because he was gonna swallow it whole, apparently. Right. Okay. That's interesting. I wonder if he could also tell us the caloric value of his own piss. Mm. Ooh, urine. That's a thing. There's uh, no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that guy's constantly drinking his own piss. Yeah, there's it's a like lot. every episode he rings out a shirt into his mouth, and it's disgusting. Ooh, there's a lot of people out there that do that for, for um, that swear by it. They yeah. wake up every morning and drink their own pee. Are you well, saying I that mean, you do that? I, are, you, are you trying to defend a position I here? Thought about it. I yeah. accidentally drank. Can pee I tell before. you just for your safety? Uh, I think you, you can know. only drink like one cycle of it. One cycle. Yeah. If before you like, it's... if you, if you. I, I, this is gonna get. It's like if you pee out pee, yeah. Like yeah. what? Do, what do you mean? Like if you pee out your pee, the you could drink it once, <laughs> help healthfully. It's without, like a chicken or the without egg too thing. much issue. But if you if you pee that out again and then drink it, you're in for uh, some hard times. Oh yeah, because what's the rest of it? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's no, like it's like the toxins really like condensed. And yeah, weird. Oh. This is exactly not, where I thought this episode would be. Right I don't about drink now. a lot of pee, okay, so cool. it's good. We're I'm glad on, it's going we're on schedule. Great. So, this bed is nice, right? Yeah. How fucking cool is Chuck D's voice? Chuck D, he's yeah. Good. He's he's public friend of me. Okay. He's a friend of me. I like him. You got a friend of me. Some of the folks might be a little bit smarter than I am, bigger and stronger too. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, I love Randy Newman. Randy Newman's a genius. I really, I get a lot of flack for saying that, but I swear to God, that guy is a genius. Sure, he's a goofball, but you listen to any of his compositions for film, he's like, he, there are times where he puts straight, he puts Danny Elfman to shame. Yeah. He puts Hans Zimmer to shame. He does some incredible stuff. He's successfully had some of the most racist songs that were yeah. racist, but if you were barely listening, you'd be like, what is he saying? Really? Yeah. Um, See, I'm, only, I'm not familiar with like a lot of his songwriting work. Surprisingly enough, I'm a pianist who sings, but no, I, I, I'm not that familiar yeah. with his well, he's got that one song about about little people. That's about short people. That's not a race. Yeah. <laughs> You're telling me that that's that it's that's not, racist? It's not a race. No, he has he has he has one in particular. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say he drops a lot of n bombs in one of his. Does songs. he really? Yeah, but it's about. <laughs> Thank you. Thank but you. It's about oppression. So, but if you weren't paying attention. It's kind of like he's he's singing from he's singing from different points of view. Ah, uh, yeah. So it can get lost. Okay, yeah. Mm. It's almost like those songs where somebody's singing. It's like a Rothenbeck song where he's singing about a woman, but then it sounds like he's singing about a guy because he didn't because he didn't keep the continuity with the the hims and hers or the me's. I always get my pronouns mixed up. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, but you wear you wear lipstick and smoke long cigarettes. True. So that's to be expected. Which leads me to my next question: When you go to the bathroom to pee, do you stand? Yes. Or do you sit? Or do you? Or there's a third one. I kind of I can see you like planking across <laughs> the toilet. You know. Um, so it depends on whether or not I'm going to drink it. Yeah, I mean, just down. You know, barely, maybe in the water. I don't know. Um, Handstand, piss yeah. into your mouth. <laughs> I have never I, I, I can't do a handstand But I have urinated into my own mouth before Yeah? Yes I have uh, Like on stage or? No oh. I wouldn't do that on stage Privacy of my own goddamn home True No thank you What is this, the Marilyn Manson that. show? Marilyn Manson I'll tell you about a Marilyn Manson show I saw Marilyn Manson a few months ago with my girlfriend She was uh, He was opening up for uh, See, she, he Marilyn Manson Well that's one of the It's easy to get his pronouns confused But um, he was Uh he was a wreck. He was opening for Smashing Pumpkins, I've been hearing. and he's fallen apart. The poor bastard is dead any day now. I that's, swear to that's God. That's what I've been hearing. He, heard that, yeah. he mumbling, staggering around. Yeah. Like he, he says something that you know he thinks is edgy and provocative and insightful, but it comes out complete gibberish. The man is speaking glossolalia. He's got nothing left. <laughs> he's his. His mind is gone. I don't know if it's booze, pills, both, or if he's just—I mean, Alzheimer's. I don't know how old that guy is. Do you think he's just uh, like a like a like a flesh suit at this point? Think he's been infiltrated? If he's a flesh suit, then he needs to get a smaller size. (laughs) Smaller size. (laughs) He needs to get a smaller size. I mean, this is horrible to say, but because I, you know, I might look really like way more shitty than I do now. One day I will, but um, (laughs) no. But it looks like he like he had like a. Like a, <laughs> like a really bad brain injury, and they had to like put him on a bunch of steroids to keep the swelling down, and he just swelled up. He's so swollen. Yeah, his like his cheeks kind of. He, he never had much of a chin. No, no. But now he's he looks like a thumb. <laughs> I don't want to get like live the on the air and start dissing the appearance of Marilyn Manson. Whoa. I feel like that's not within my own values, no. but I I do have to point it out. The man looks like a thumb. <laughs> Like well, I don't know. You I, look good. I fucking, he looks I, like a thumb wrapped in electrical tape. A comedian recently like told a story about meeting him at like Chicago Riot Fest, like backstage. Yeah. And he sits in like a dark room. Like it's like that's fucking do you need to do that? Is that necessary? That's interesting. I I guess like I feel like that's something that he would do, but only in order to cultivate his own mystique. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. You know? It's 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 it just comes off as very phony. It right. does kind of, but only because you know his character on stage and you kinda of wonder who is he in private. And even like is he his, that in private? Like his previous life when he was just like a fucking actor on the Wonder Years. <laughs> wait, what? No, no. <laughs> That was a that was a big that was a uh a wives tale for a while. Really? Yeah, wives tale. He, he, wives tale. he occasionally he that played he's... Paul from the Wonder Years. <laughs> What's what's the deal with the phrase "wives' tale"? Like, what is what is that all about? Them, so, li- you, them did, lying women. Yes, yeah, so I'm saying. Like, what 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 happened? What was going on where lies were just like, oh, that's what that's what wives do. They just make shit up. Some 1800s misogyny. I, mean, the, I guess so. I mean, even if you go back like 60 years or so, or even 50 years, like if somebody said a tale or more or less a story, it was always kind of paired up with it being fictional. Right. You know? Like, right. are you telling me a story right now? Or, like, hey, tell me the story, and then you tell me something real, and I'm like, no, I asked for, you know, a story. Right. Mom, dad. But, like, why, 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 so, why is it... Wives. I mean, leave, leave your wives alone. Just look. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about a word that was used a lot, like, during the rule of thumb, where it was legal to beat your wife with something that 
didn't exceed the width of your thumb. Is that real? Yeah, that's the rule of thumb. Oh, shit. Like, the cop would come to your house and be like, John, this is the third time this week. Yeah, rule of thumb. Rule of Marilyn Manson. <laughs> I was going to say, rule of Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Uh, I do want to let our listeners know we do a phone line, and it is open if you want to give us a call. Yo, give us a call. Ooh. That phone number is 732-860-0599. Say it again, Joseph. 732-860-0599. You're listening to Live from the Dining Room. We're here with Will Wood. Um, Live on so a Monday. F- so far, Marilyn Mandelson looks like a thumb wrapped in electrical mm. tape. We're uh, firing off at all cylinders yep. over here. Mm-hmm. Going to have to um, get another coffee soon. We're going to chain smoke like we do every week and probably not talk about music too much. Um, I'm going to talk about music. Oh, are you? Yeah. Okay. Like this next song, for instance. Oh, you want it? Ooh. Um, a little bit of... This, this fellow named Brian Rothenbeck has become like a, like an indirect muse lately. I don't know why. Like, like a few weeks ago, I was awake for like 30 hours and driving in the parkway and just singing, as long, singing along to him fucking kept me awake and shit. And Some dude. I've been in a funk past few days and I was just sitting here last night and then this song came on. And just it, it it inspired me to do something I haven't done in probably about like five six years, uh, a project I'm going to be working on that I'm not going to talk too much about. It's involved tomatoes. No, fuck them. All right, cool. Well, this is a cover by Brian. I was yeah. going to say song songwriter of the century award. It's weird because like it's like I don't know why it, it was just like like it inspired me like fucking Brian's good dude. <laughs> I don't know why. No, he's great. I it love just him. Get, it got the the wheels rolling. So I had to send a thank you to Brian Rothenbeck for being a Silent Muse. Won't you, won't you kiss him? I'm going to. Well, you kiss him, right? I mean, I usually like to keep this to myself, but yes. Okay. Good. Good. Um, one more question for uh for Will before before we go. Yeah. Uh, Shoot. What's it What's it like being so naked? Being so naked? Yeah. What do you? I, I mean. Oh, geez, that's that's a question I really didn't expect to ever have to answer. What's it like being so naked? Um, do you your wording makes it sound like it's figurative, but you mean that literally? Yeah, I mean, I expected you to wear something into the dining room, but whatever. I mean, it's... I mean, I wore clothing. If that's what you're implying, <laughs> if you want our listeners to think I'm sitting here naked, I'm sorry I shattered the illusion. I did. I I'm did. sorry about that. I was going to co- I was going to coax him with a Facebook live. The the thing is, <laughs> is that I. Uh, you know, it's not like anybody here heard my voice. I'm like, that guy sounds naked right sounds now. Naked as hell. Some people do have that talent. Mm. I do not. Theater uh, of the mind. I don't know. Maybe there's Joe like a Frank. certain confidence. If you're walking around in a room naked, you probably have like a certain confidence in your voice. Probably. So I think it can be heard. You know what? For the quality of the rest of this podcast, I guess I probably should get naked. Let's I do mean, it. If I want to be confident, you know, if I want to come across as confident, if I want to, you know, speak good words and say things well, you know, I better take my clothes off and be that guy who does that, yeah. see? Takes your clothes off, you say things so much gooder. I good better. <laughs> <laughs> if I was naked, I'd probably sound like Rothenbeck. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, this is Brian Rothenbeck with, uh, with the Neutral Milk Hotel in Aeroplane Over the Sea. I'm not ready. Um, <laughs> I'm doing ah! enough. Um, this is from uh, Bedroom Sessions Volume 1, which I think he took offline. I don't know why. Bug him a little bit to get it back online for uh, download we have this. It. We yeah, have we it. have it, but like for anyone else that wants to download it, there's a Galupo cover on there. Oh, is that? Yeah. Oh, it's the ukulele. Oh. Yeah. Oh, perfect. All right, so this is Ryan Rothenbeck. I hope so. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. 
are found in this place that is circling all around the sun. What a beautiful dream, like a flash on a screen, and they blink of an eye and be gone from me. Soft and sweet, let me hold it close and keep it here with me. And one day we will die, and our ashes will fly from the aeroplane over the sea. But for now, we are young. Let us lay in the sun and count every beautiful thing we can see. Love to be in the arms of all I'm keeping here with me. Kindly make some room in that back seat I can barely see. Colored in your life. 
laundry and air freshener trees take a chance on me make a ride at the light i don't care if we drive all night 34 years i was on the run left me with this smoking gun feelings on the radio name wouldn't matter anyways got the same idea as mine to leave this town fall behind couple bucks in the bank we can use to fill this tank and get out of here leave those tears drowning in those hometown beers baby put your hand in mine we're gonna get it right this time Hit the ground, don't look back Just gotta outrun our path Gonna find a new home One that doesn't scream alone Place where we can be unknown End of the day, make our own Bars don't close every night This different show Where the roads are paved with gold Get our troubles and our woes Can we live for the memory Like a ship being lost at sea I never plan to run away Till you pick me up that day yep. Still parked outside, sitting there collecting pride. Though it hasn't run in weeks, but man, if these four doors can speak, tell you all you need to know about our journey and how it goes. Why we left that town of throws for this life in which we chose.
evening These cigarettes scorch my lungs Drinking to hell with my demons And I'm picking these old songs In the morning I'll be leaving Just to see what I can find No need to return here Back to live from the dining room, as per usual, broadcasting live on a Monday night. Thank you for checking us out. That was Jay Toxic with a song called Old Songs. It's a fellow from around the Jersey region. Was that a lute in the background, Jay? Well, I think it was a lute. Um, you, can check out, you can check out some of that music at jtoxic.bandcamp.com. That's J-A-Y-T-O-X-I-C. Uh... Cool song. It's from New Jersey. Luck, uh, luck of the shovel. Uh, yeah. That would explain <laughs> toxic. <coughs> so I'm just a horrible person today, Jay. What else is new? You know what? You're right. You are pretty horrible. But uh, we let it slide. Before that, we had Steve Burks with a song called "Don't Look Back," um, and of course, before that, Brian Rothenbeck with "In the Aeroplane Over the Sea," a neutral milk hotel cover. You can check out both Brian and Steve this Thursday, the 1st of September. Oh, this show's stacked. Yep. 
over at the Harp and Bard, Clifton, New Jersey. Starts at 6. Uh, we got Chris Skell, Sammy K, T-Gun, Andrew Lang, and Arliss Nancy from Fort Collins, Colorado. Ooh. Joining our friends Steve Burks and Brian Rothenbeck. That's just... That's going to be... It's going to be bro hugs. It's a fucking stack show. I'm going to do what I can to make it to this one. Yeah. It's only five dollars. <laughs> like Rothenbeck is described as a sad sack. That's good. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> Just leave it at that. Oh man, we're here with Will Wood. Will, you called me some pretty horrible things. Well, you deserved it. You were being horrible things. I just got a text from Reese that said Will is lost. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't lost. I just had no idea where you lived. So, you know, I was in my hometown. I knew exactly where I was. It was you who uh, I had lost. Yeah, you called me a um, Nazi son of a Yeah. Um, an infectious parasite. A ghastly son of a uh, A ghoulish fiend. Um, I'm sorry, that bleep right there, you have me very concerned. You, you've been bleeping yourself out a lot, but I've been swearing up a storm. So what's the uh, what's the situation with that? Am I not allowed to say uh, any of those words? Am I, am pentagram. I... You can't say pentagram. Well, you just I, said it. You just hit the dump button when you're done. Yeah. No, you can say whatever, 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 okay, uh, whatever cool. the f*** you want, as long as, um, as long as, you know, you just watch your mouth. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> But that's okay. Word. I know you're gonna watch your mouth. You, you look really... in the you look in the mirror a lot. Yeah, I look in the mirror. You a brought lot. one with you. Yeah, well, <laughs> I want to look good. <laughs> you're uh, well, you look great. You look great. Um, just look at me. I am a reflection of you. We are human. Just feel it. Feel the humanness. That's really far out, man. <laughs> dude, that's some heady shit right I, uh, there. You, dude, you're wearing paisley. It, it, I'm legit. always wearing paisley. Yeah. Legit paisley. I you like say. it? Yeah, it's this really is nice. a this is a, a thrift store find. This is from the '70s. Found it in a thrift store in Asbury Park. In Asbury. Yeah. It looks like, it looks like a New Hope find. I have never been to New Hope actually. Oh really? Yeah. You'd, you'd fit in like a um, like a like a sore Marilyn Manson. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, you're saying stick out like a sore thumb. <laughs> you'd, you'd fit in. You don't, the sore thumbs don't fit in. They stick out. Uh, That's tomorrow. And that is it for us today. Already? <laughs> Bill Riley's calling it out. Oh, uh, yeah. This is some really uppity tunes. Let's, um, I want, I want to ask Will some questions, but we'll have him play a song first. Just, um, he's drinking all the coffee out of a, out of a, um, a, it's soup, a, soup, bowl. a soup bowl. It's a soup bowl, yeah. <laughs> Guys, I, um, drank the rest of the coffee. In my defense, it's a really shallow cup. <laughs> it is. It's a shallow cup, also known as a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we didn't even have to put Brody downstairs. Should let him in. No? All right. He barks. You want a dog up here? He'll love your music. Uh, my dog hates my music, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I used to chase him around with a guitar just to wig him out. Mm -hmm. It's actually quite entertaining. Is he it doesn't a little yippy like... dog? What? Is it a little yippy dog? No, it's a, uh, actually a pretty big dog. Um, terrified of anything that makes music. Mm. Never heard of that breed. I played for a dog Pure yesterday. Friend. Yesterday? Oh yeah. Was it yesterday? Yeah, I played a uh, played a barbecue yesterday. It was a little yippy dog. How, how did how did how was the reception? It was good. It was yeah. it was great, except for the dog. Um, it was in between. As soon as like you were done playing, you always heard the dog. But then as soon as you were done playing, you just heard like like Mexican music. 
<laughs> the neighbors were just bumping it. What's yeah, Mexican music. Anyway, I'm done talking. No. Done talking, but the burping's just getting started. Oh yeah. So you were teaching me the ice cream song. That's not it. I don't. This is a pretty piano. Thank you. It's kind of scary too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mean to scare anybody with it. Yeah. For for those who can't see the piano, which is everybody but four people in the world right now, um, the the uh, the thing is just a. you know, standard Yamaha 88 key uh, keyboard, uh, but I took a few paint pens to it and uh, made it a real mess. It was beautiful. Thank you. You're you're a very good artist. Um, you 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 did the art on your uh, new album. Do you mind if I Instagram know? a photo of that? Absolutely, I'd love it if you did. That's actually your body. That is my naked body on the cover of that record. That's yes. your naked body right yes. there. That is that is all. That's all uh, photographs taken by Jesse Lazarus, and then I. Uh, I altered them in Photoshop and to make it look uh, like Shiva. Yeah, to give a little bit of a Shiva thing to it, a little bit of a I brightened up some of the body paint on it. The body paint is there; that's not Photoshopped on. But um, uh, but then all the artwork around the outside, um, that's from a larger illustration of mine uh, from a series of uh, psychedelic uh, paintings that I've done uh, that I uh, called the Hypnagogia series, um, inspired by the hallucinations that I have between waking and sleeping, hypnagogic hallucinations mm-hmm. uh, that occur to me quite often. Um, uh, it's um, it's a huge painting. Uh, it's a shame that you know the the size of this doesn't really do it any justice. But um, it's actually the number one uh, voted post of all time on the uh, drug art subreddit. Really? Yeah, I, I submitted it to it, and I said I've never drawn, drawn anything like this before LSD, and uh, they liked that. They loved, they loved it. Um, Number one, because yeah. there's a lot of people that do that. Yeah, that do like that type of art. Yeah, I guess they like this one. Yeah, that, it is cool. I've seen. I think I believe I've seen the um, the full one. You probably have. It's hanging in the uh, in the uh, practice studio back room. Yes, um, the production room. <clears throat> Yes, as it once was. Room. John said, "You guys got to clean that. It's getting really messy. oh, it's horrible. Yeah. It's a mess, man. I mean, we've 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 made a, an absolute wreck of that place for as long as we've been practicing there. We've been treating it like a, just a, a, a crack house. Um, you know, we're not doing crack in there, but yeah. other than that, very well, yeah. crack house. I mean, it's still early. You guys are just picking up steam. Yeah, um, we can do crack another time. Um, yeah, the art on the back is a bit of my Photoshop work with uh, um, some other." Uh, photographs um, by Jesse Lazarus and an illustration by Matt Cosdron um, who drew this uh, tapeworm shovel design uh, really did an incredible job with that I just gave him a concept and he ran with it so yes. shout out to Matt Cosdron who yeah. kills it with this and that is the uh, Will Wooden the Tapeworms Selfish album yep it's our second Which just came out just came out just a few days ago uh, it's our second release recorded out of Backroom Studios in Rockaway New Jersey it's um it's, uh, it was produced by uh, Dillinger Escape Plan's Kevin Ontrazian, uh, features performances by Foxy Shazam's Alex Noth, and Frank Iero and the Celebration's Matt Olson. Um, it's uh, really weird, really wacky, really wild. Uh, so far, the reviews have been pretty positive, so anybody who's listening, please check it out. It's on iTunes, Bandcamp, Spotify, anywhere you can stream or download music. Yeah, tons um, of reviews. It, you know, it, it's, it's good that your music is that good because... And it's it's actually I guess it says a lot about you and your and your your presence as well because a, a lot of the reviews are just more or less just totally about how like how weird you are, yeah. as they say. And it's like he's not that weird. He just 
knows what he wants to do with his life. Well, that's that's. I mean, I guess that is weird. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. I think it's work, work, work. <laughs> you don't gotta go to work, work. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's. Um, I don't intend to be weird. I don't try to be strange and out there. I just do whatever occurs to me, whatever's the most fun to play and sing. Um, and I guess it's just my tastes in music are strange is really what it is. It's not that I'm necessarily that. I mean, I am a very strange man, but I, I you know, I, I don't think it's strange to be strange anyway. Um, it's simply that, um, you know, I, I, I have different tastes in music than a lot of people. And so the music that I like and therefore the music that I make sounds a little bit different than a lot of people out there. Um, I, I, I heard it described once that people that good musicians aren't you know so they have some some uh, outlandish thing inside them but rather they just have good taste in music mm-hmm. um, and you know I like to think I have good taste obviously it's my taste but um, <laughs> I guess I guess what it is, is is that it's when it comes to writing music it's also it's just as much about what you have um, inside you as it is what you have outside of you it's just as much about what you like as it is about what you uh have and i i I don't know how to explain other than than simply it's 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 who you are inherently but it's also um the things outside of you that define you well i think you're doing a good job of uh expressing the and showing the balance of both of them thank you so um we'll we'll without further ado we'll get notorious live from the dining room live sound check right here live um Stop. You want you want this a little wet, and you want, what's that? A little bit of reverb can go a long way. A lot of reverb goes too long of a way. Okay. Um. The uh, I, I'm 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 really not sure what I want to play tonight. I I didn't think about it at all because I didn't like really. I didn't. I just didn't. I didn't think about it. And part of me wants to play something off Selfish, because I feel like we just released that record. That's what you're supposed to do. When you're promoting the new record, you're supposed to get out there and, and play the new record. But, you know, I'm fucking sick of this record. I've been listening to this record since I fucking wrote it. You know, I, 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 can't, I can't hear it anymore. I can't play it anymore. When, when I know I'm going to go on stage and play songs off this record, I'm, I'm, I'm just hating it. I'm, I'm not that I, you know, obviously I enjoy playing anything, but... Um, why you smash your head on the keyboard that's i i am a frustrated man and i am sick of hearing the same old you know it's old to me now you know this is a new record but i've been listening to this record for so long that you know there's i'm writing new music i'm writing new songs i'm changing and i'm evolving as an artist and if not if i'm not putting that out there every chance i get then then you know why would i bother to write new songs at all if i'm not getting the pleasure of uh showing people what i'm working on while i'm working on it and one of the ways i've always One of the most important parts of songwriting for me has always been um, playing it for people because that's really what it's all about is performing and entertainment. And unless I know how I'm going to present something, how I'm going to uh, perform something, I'm never going to have the song's never going to feel finished. And so what I've been doing since even before we released this record is when I get down, sit down at a keyboard in front of an audience or anywhere, um, just make shit up. (laughs) Well, I, I do to a certain extent, but I also I also give that I also use that as an opportunity to show people what I'm working on and the next things you can expect. Um, so uh, I want to play you something newer, if yeah. that's okay with you guys. Perfect. Um, this is a song that I wrote a few months ago, and um, a few of, of uh, my fans are familiar with it. 
but that's what's kind of fun about it. It's still kind of a secret, you know. Um, Fan favorite. So, anyway, <clears throat> let's see if I still have it in my voice because I fell off the nicotine wagon recently. So, <laughs> okay. I was delivered, holding sails as I lived deliberately I'm a quitter and a winner anyway Cause I never agreed to participate in this game Won't follow my dreams cause they've all got me waking up screaming I can let them go free After all there's no I in team And I'd rather be normal, yes so normal I suggest that we keep this informal Presently, this sentence ending with question marks or dot dot dot. Is it courageous or escape us to leave the quarantine when you're contagious? It may just be a cold, and besides, I don't wanna get old, yeah. I drank myself to death to be the afterlife of the party. When the after party came, I was rolling in my grave, and I'd rather be normal, yes, so normal. I suggest that we keep this informal Cause a normal human being wouldn't need To pretend to be normal, to be normal But I bet that's the least that I want ya To be normal in a way I couldn't be, yeah Come on, come on and love me normally Society that raised them, that you love the way that they refuse to. 
That's great. I like that you played that instead of um, that other shit. That, that... no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, wow, it's a lot of words and, and and things to like take in and um, tons of different feelings from all over the place. And it's great that they just jump out of you. Thank you. And you got, you got home base over here, which is which, was that a rhododendron? What is that? Oh, it's a daisy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a pansy. Would you call me? No, I love your music. I you. love your music. Um, um, if my dad asked me, I would tell him no. But <laughs> Jay, where are you? Oh, sorry. I'm trying to trying to do bits. You didn't know we're a shock jocks here, right? I did. Yeah. So that's um. No, you have an interesting tool um at the tip of your fingers. Thank you. And um and as well as your voice, and then your brain's kind of um it's, it's been been soaked and then drained quite it, a few times. rot a bunch of times yeah uh i was i'm, I'm one of the few people that spent a thousand dollars on your um on your poetry mm-hmm. yeah so i know a little bit like about mm-hmm. you know the degradation of your brain degradation Deg- yeah is um, that what you call it degrading what is it brain degrading is what you're saying well yeah it's like it's like all natural stages of secession um you know like uh you know you have little shrubs that just grow through the through the paved streets, and then um, and then they eventually the grass and the vines and then when, the trees and then when that kind of stuff is if, happening, sure the city's not doing so hot, but I'd say that the landscape <laughs> itself is succeeding quite well. Well, yes, yes. So that's what I'm saying. I'd it, hardly personally call that degradation. Well, no, well, it has to. I mean, it has to fall and, and rot. And Either my brain's not so. degrading or your metaphor is degrading. It's probably one of one of the two. Ooh. Yeah, my metaphors are. 
they're, they're the metaphors like, are great. Like that, particular, that particular one, I'm going to have to give a give a pass. Mm. My brain's done degrading. Uh, I mean, I hope at least. I hope my brain's done degrading. Well, that's it's why done I, a lot of degrading in the past. Well, that's why I said it's a natural stage of of the secession, and it's got to come back. It, it all has to crumble. Tides. It's like the it's like a it's like a pine tree burning to a particular temperature, so it can release its seeds, and then waiting for the rest of them to fall down, so it can get enough sunlight to sprout. But you don't see the sun. Some cool. lofty shit here. <laughs> I can't really wrap my head around it. Sorry. Should have said it over this, right? I guess what I'm trying to say is that when we see the moss and the lichen blooming out from the cracks in the pavement, when you see the plant life return, when you see the animals walking the streets, we curse ourselves and we curse our nature when we hit a deer crossing the road. It's because we know deep down that it was the deer's home in the first place. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I love deer. I get really excited. I see them. They're not even running out of the road. I think most accidents caused by deer are just people getting really excited to see them and then swerving out of the way because somebody else is on their telephone. We're freaking out to the new Willwood album. It's really good. It really is. I um, I had the honor of... of of, of seeing some of it being recorded and uh, you guys went to great lengths to create a really cool atmosphere Thank you. And, and a lot of strange stuff and random yelling and um, there's there's a little bit of there's a little bit of weights there's a little bit of tiny Tim there's a little bit of show tunes there's a little bit of you know there's a little bit of Randy Newman in there thank you there's a little bit of of, of everything and um, I think I actually successfully watched you oh man I watched <laughs> I watched, where, where the hell was it? Jonathan's birthday, Maestro's birthday. Yeah. That was a great show. Um, pretty much everybody at the bar that runs the bar and the sound guys and everything, um, they're, they were all, they're all just like biker Trump supporters. Just like, just really, like, you know, good guys if you know them, but if you don't, they're just the biggest dick to you. Yeah. And, um, and I, like, I watched the, the sound guy, like, not try to sabotage you guys, but like just try to make it about him a little bit, because there's a lot of people there. Like you had to go on stage and like fix a mic, you know, a couple well, times. Well, that's not that's not that wasn't the sound guy's fault. That was <clears throat> that was John's fault. That guy was a mess. Yeah, no, John. Was it a was mess. his birthday. He drank himself into oblivion and destroyed the entire stage. It yeah, really was man. a human wrecking ball. Knocked my keyboard out of its plug multiple times. So. Uh, his aunt was feeding him beer off the corner of the stage while he was lying in a puddle of his own he literally lying in a puddle of his own blood the guy was bleeding profusely mm -hmm. he smashed our poor our poor rich guy Joe smashed him in the head with the bass knocked the tuning peg right off the guy went home with a concussion had yeah. to have, a bunch of us had to stick around and make sure he didn't fall asleep because he insisted he didn't want to go to the hospital guys he doesn't like hospitals um, but we all knew he he had a concussion his eyes weren't pointing the same direction he was he was mumbling he was slurring he was falling over the guy was not in good shape just kissing people everybody he didn't kiss me um but what i was gonna what i was gonna get to is that i like i watched like these i watched like a a big group of like really homophobic men watch one of the most flamboyant crowds they've ever seen come into their establishment and go god damn they're having fucking fun <laughs> like I watched the transformation. They went from being scared and in the corner to being like really chest out broish to just being like, "Fuck, well, this is fun as shit." <laughs> and it was. I had a blast. Oh, I'm glad. 
Uh, I, there's uh, Jonathan's blood on my shirt from that night. Yeah, still there? Yeah. Yeah, I had a uh, Maisto for President shirt on. That kid's going to die. I hope not. <laughs> Structuring of that sentence could have used a little bit he, of work. I just hope he finds his Jesus before he does. Oh, same. Yeah. That guy could really use some Jesus. Yeah. He doesn't need hell. He's already in it. He's He is hell. Is that he? man is a nightmare on legs. Is he, he's, I love the guy. He's a nightmare on legs. Yeah. He's a... He's he's a he's a bandito. That's that's how you best describe him. He's yeah. a he's a he's a bandito. He's an ink soaked bandito with the eyes of a terrorist. Yeah. Yeah. He does have cold, dead brown eyes. He's got terrorist eyes. <laughs> you know, I, I I don't know if I if I you know describe them as cold and like, dead, wh- but what they're age, certainly wh- evil. He's like, got evil in his heart. Right. Like um. He's a well-meaning guy, but you know that if he lets if if he lets it, the evil will consume him, hmm. and he will become a force for destruction. Yeah, you know, spawn of Satan or whatever. He's, yeah, he's probably got, like, an internal battle happening. I mean, he hangs out with a lot of musicians. He's he's one of my best friends, and um, he is just, hell of an engineer. He's a hell of an engineer. He yeah. does a fantastic job, does incredible work. He recorded my first record, and, um, you know, the Will Wood and the Tape Rooms just would not be a thing without him. Absolutely. I don't think anybody would be a thing without without my stuff. Old. He's he's uh he's kind of he, he's become a real landmark in the New Jersey independent music scene. Family name. Yeah, really. Uh, uh, um, just he's he's become uh, a gatekeeper and a landmark. You know, if you wanna if you wanna be a part of this scene and you know uh, build something big, you talk to John Maisto. You mm-hmm. know, absolutely talk to John Maisto. It's, it's magic. I think. I think he. I think he just he struck gold. And then from then out, it was just like, <gasps> and then the, like awesome people started going to him, yeah. and he was just like, oh, he just didn't make it, um, he didn't make it uncomfortable for anybody, and it created a really good environment for for all people. I mean, there's a lot of really heavy music that gets recorded at Backroom. A lot of the bands that practice there are really heavy, but like not like especially when when you talk hardcore bands, like they're none of the hardcore bands are. They're the, just the nicest people you'll ever meet. Yeah. Like, the harder their music is, the nicer they are. And it I've totally that too, breaks yeah. all the stereotypes yeah. that you can ever have about, uh, about any of them. I guess I should, I should stop stereotyping people, I guess, right? Yeah, it's, not a, it's, 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 it's an easy stereotype to fall into. I mean, you look at you know, some of these hardcore bands, they look like they'll kick the shit out of you. But you start a conversation with them, they will, they will put the shit back into you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just stuff it right back <laughs> in. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just a bunch of dreamers in the dark, aren't they? Ooh, is that a segue? Like the thing that you stand on? It's a song. How fucking annoying is it? Those goddamn hoverboard things. What? The fucking people that like it's like oh, a fake hoverboard, like a, v- a vertical skateboard or a skateboard facing the wrong direction. Oh, those things. It's, it's like what? fucking. I've never seen Wally, but I understand that the idea is that the humans move to the moon because they're just awful, and it's like on that direction. Like we yeah. don't, we're stopping. We're not walking just anymore. Just walk, dude. I'm from the just walk. It's entirely a fashion statement. It's entirely a fashion statement. That's not. That, are you gonna? You're not going particularly faster than walking on those things, right? And if you did, you'd fall over. No, gyroscopes be damned. You're falling off that thing if you're going faster than you could go when walking. So why are you doing it if you're not lazy or arrogant? And the answer is you're probably both. 
fuck you, hoverboard users. Yeah, I'm calling you out. Fight f- me. I mean, I'm, I, won't, I won't say fuck you to the person that was using it the other day. It was like a 12-year-old girl in a Chinese restaurant kept bumping into my table. I was getting uh, annoyed. No, I'm, I'm, no, 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 nobody's safe. <laughs> nobody's oh, safe. Nothing is sacred. 12-year-olds, I, fuck them. Yeah, I feel like people who would, who would ride those would be the people who would get a gym membership. That's for the what are you saying about people with gym memberships, man? I'm saying a lot of people with gym memberships ha- like could could not pay to work <laughs> out just as easily and take and pay to not work out. Yeah, I um It's like I hate my job, I sit in a cubicle, I love being outside. It's like get so a- get a job outside. Don't complain about how much your gym membership costs. Don't complain that you have to go to the gym. Just work hard, go home and ha- you know, have an alcoholic beer. Are you? Are you? Like, I feel like you're talking to me now. <laughs> I am talking at you, not successfully. Talked. I don't have a gym membership, if no. that's what you're implying. And nor do I have a hoverboard. I know you're, you're an advocate. You're the you're the devil's advocate. You're not an advocate of hoverboards. I'm, I'm I'm not an advocate of much, but I'll tell you, I'm an advocate of not hoverboards. Yeah. They're stupid. You can't say hoverboards. You can't say that on the radio, man. Nice. Shut up, bitch. I just did. This isn't your grandma's monologue. You yeah. called me a louse. I did call you a louse. You a, that's singular for lice. lice. Yep. I, I called feel you so a small now. I feel real small. Well, you should. Because <laughs> you're a louse. I'm five, six, and three quarters. You're counting quarters. That's it? Yeah. You're a little guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm counting quarters. What's is that the deal? You, is that what you thought that Randy Newman song was racist? No, no. I'll tell you off air. I, I can't say the word. I can't say it because I just can't say it because somebody told me I couldn't say it, and I just respect it. I respect that. We're, uh... Words, man. We're live from the dining room. Words. Dancing around the topic of the N-word. Is that what we're doing, Joe? Yeah, that's okay. what it sounds like we're doing. No, we, I'm dancing around it. I just, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it either. I can't <laughs> say. I don't think. I, you know what? This is how civil wars start. I don't even want to. I don't even want to. I don't even want to say that I can't say it. I don't want to. <laughs> I, I feel like we're in hot water even dancing around it. Shit, we in bullion cues. <laughs> Leave you in hot water. We're. Uh, I think you're fine as long as you don't actually say it. No, it's worse. This is the degradation you are warning us about. <laughs> this, this is degradation here. There are trees yeah, growing through yeah, the cracks of this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's whatever. I'm in danger. You are. Your whole career is... I'm under arrest. <laughs> Your career is done. Started, started picking up steam. You're going to be riding a hoverboard home. That's, that, I feel like riding a hoverboard home would be a... Well, I mean, I live pretty far away, but other than that, that's an expensive piece of equipment. Stop at a Wawa or up. Oh, what are those? Oh, no, you live up north. I was gonna say, what are those fucking gas stations? You ever we were kids? Those fucking like jeeps or whatever that like those toy jeeps. Oh, like Isuzu's like, had, had a car battery in it and shit. Oh, that was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was those, an explode. I never had one. Me neither. Um, but I, you know, someone did. Yeah, I, I wasn't. It was always people that didn't have like the parents that couldn't afford to get their kids diapers. It was only oh, the only child but, like, that had one. But they had like one of those battery-powered jeeps. I hated those things. I was always so jealous of those kids. Mm-hmm. I was always so smug. Yeah, but when I shit, it stayed in my pants. Wow. When they shit, it went right onto the it went right onto down. the passenger seat and nobody wanted to sit in it. Gross. They probably did that on purpose. They didn't want to share the love. Said, you want to sit in my toy jeep? You can sit in my poop. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. 
Was this your idea to put me on the show? Who's writing this stuff? Was this your idea? Dude, this is great. Was this your idea or my idea? Uh, yours. Both well, of ours. Well, you know what? Both of ours. It certainly wasn't mine. <laughs> yeah. Jay's got Jay's got issues. <laughs> That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. We got Jeff Linda with Dreamers in the Dark. Dreamers in the dark, but outlaws when the lights all come up on us and we get into our parts. It's right into the stars. Though I'm just a kid, you're a waitress. I think we could go far.
in the dark But I love when the lights all come up on us And we get into our Thank you. 
took it all Said the Aspen to the fall You cleared my lips In this cold My faith was thin
and welcome back. You're checking out live from the dining room. Broadcasting live from diningroomradio.net. Yeah, that's our website. Um, who was that we just listened to, Joe? That was Cold Weather Company with a song called Inside Your Eyes guys, from the Somewhere new album. Guys, where are you? It's freaking hot out. Can we, get, <laughs> can, we get, can we get some of your business over here? It was dark at like 8.15 today, which was weird. Really? I'm kind of I'm embracing it. Is that... I embrace the seasons. Is that a new thing? Wasn't it dark know. at like 8.16 last was, night or I'm, something? I don't know. Possibly, like but I remember not that long ago it was still like visible sunlight at like nine. Yeah. Let's just get rid of daylight savings Good all call. together. Let's kill mm. that. Um, Cold Weather Company, you can check them out. They got a few shows coming up August 30th, which is, I think, tomorrow. They're going to yeah. be at uh, Rock at the Pier down in Long tomorrow. Branch, New Jersey. It's a free show event. And then September 1st, which is, I believe, the next day. There's only 30 days in August, correct? Oh. Asking the wrong guy. Okay. Yeah. Um, they're gonna be at the Court Tavern, New Brunswick, New Jersey. Cool. It's thirty-one days in August. Is it really? Thirty days hath September, April, June, and November. Wow. Son of a. How'd you? How'd you know that? That's just that's like the rhyme that's that the rhyme. I was taught growing up to remember that oh, rhymes. Yeah. I heard I heard a rhyme once. Before that, we had a small plan radio with a new one called Navy Blues off there. Anywhere at out, anywhere at all album. It's going to be released uh, September tenth. Nice. Yep, they're yeah. gonna be at the Court Tavern with Beatrix Potter Band, Collective Man, the Paper Jets, and Above the Moon Ooh. to release that record. And now uh, Bill's gonna be hanging out here next week with us. That's right. You want to hear a little bit more of that? And um, I ran into Bill. Oh yeah. Yeah, I ran into Bill. And, um, and Brian with Paper Jets. Nice. Um, down in Asbury Park, New Jersey at the Yacht Club. And uh, for the Low Light record release, which is a great show. It's great. Uh, congratulations to them again. We were playing their songs nonstop before the album came out. But you guys can get that now. Yes. Uh, what do we have? We have Jeff, Jeff Linden way back there with Dreamers in the Dark off of Crimson Hearts. Jeff's a hell of a dude. Best dude. We um we like good music, but we also like good people. Right, and when there's a combination of the two, yes, it's great. Speaking of good people and great musicians, we got Will Wood here. If if you guys are just tuning in, Will, how do you feel about me calling you good or great? Uh, I'll take it. Take it. Yeah, I'll take it. Cool. Um, so I had a question for you. How many people um like on a daily on like daily do you fall in love with? That's um. That's a hard question for me to answer. Uh, I'd say three or four. Mm. It depends. It depends on what kind of day I'm having. You know what I'm doing with my day. My life lacks structure. I don't have much of a pattern to my day-to-day life. So you know, it's not like there are like some people I see more often than others. I mean, uh, there aren't like there are people I see more often than others. There's there, I'm in different locations, surrounded by different types of people. Um, but depending on the day, eh, one or two at least. Sometimes three or four. No, because I, I mean, you're, um, if you, if you follow, um, Will, Will Wood on Facebook, there's a bunch of Will Woods, which yes. is a whole nother, um, saga, it's a whole nother paradox. I of, am friends with a few dozen other people with the same name mm-hmm. on Facebook. Yeah, I, I, uh, One of them drives limousines in LA, and he's always commenting on my statuses with the most positive stuff in the world. You know, uh, he's, he's a, a real big guy with a shaven head, 
looks like he's Hawaiian or something. Shaven. I don't know. Shoven. Shoved head. I think shaved. Um, shoved. Shoved. Uh, and, Shank, um, shanked, hung. and he's he's always he's always posting photos of himself smoking blunts <sighs> on the beach, um, and, and uh, with these gorgeous women in a limousine, and he's always saying these super positive things on all my mopey statuses. Hang in there, bud. Stay positive, you know. And just it's he's the sweetest man who I've never yeah. met, and he's always said, if you're ever in LA and you need a limousine, give me a call. I'm your guy. And um, it, it, I, I I keep seeing um, him post. Uh, uh, photographs himself uh, dealing with the police because he's got a habit of hanging up his hammock in random places across the city where apparently he's not supposed to be hanging up his hammock but he's fighting for his right to sit in that fucking hammock. Sounds like my kind of guy. He's a hero, man. Yeah, Big he... shout out to William Wood on Facebook. Yeah, Wood, Big Wood, shout out to William. William Wood. You know what? That's a great point because I was laughed at by my by my mom and my sister. When I had a hammock, I had a hammock in a little hammock bag. It was rolled up into a tiny ball, and it was in a little backpack. And, and I'm walking out, and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to go throw my hammock up between two trees. And they just bursted in laughter. you got to fight for your me. right to hammock. Yeah. And, and I was like, and I'm standing there, and I'm getting really mad. I, was, I actually got mad, even though they're just the how They were aggressively laughing at me. And I was like, what if I had a chair? And I said, I'm going outside <laughs> to sit in a chair. Would you laugh? No, it would be totally f- normal. Mom and sister never talked to me again. But then we, we, it was cool. You hashed it out. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I mean, yeah, there, there, there is, but there's, there's, there's a ton of Will Woods out there. I'm one out of way too many, and I'm friends with a lot of them on Facebook. In fact, there's another musician named Will Wood out in New Zealand. Um, does like some folky kind of country Americana stuff. Really talented guy. Um, but uh, that's that's why my Instagram handle and my Facebook handle are the real Will Wood because that guy's <laughs> a phony. He's a phony. He's a fucking phony. I, him and the guy with the trees on YouTube. Fuck you both. Both you Will Woods. Yeah, You're out of here. No. That's, I'm so happy. Um, I have I have a rare name. Yeah, Joe. Joe is a common name. Yeah, it's so rare. And um, <clears throat> it's like it's like Jesus. But you're you're Joe Galupo, and Galupo's Galup- not particularly yeah, Galupo's a name. yeah, it's weird. People spell it wrong all the time. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I was contacted by another Joe Galupo who bought. One of the five like vinyls that I brought to Vintage Vinyl, yeah, and he bought one and emailed me. Far out. And I was like, "Where? What?" And then like, that's the thing about when there's not too many of them, you get a lot of questions. Yeah. They start asking like stuff about, "Do you have an uncle? Do you have an uncle Anthony?" And I'm like, "Yeah, my name's Galupo. We're all (laughs) Joes, Mikes, and Anthony's." And he's like, "Oh, still," and I'm like, "Oh, God." And then it gets weird, and then and then they're just really strange. And the rest of them are are in Sicily, hmm. um, which I don't know. I just I don't trust it, I don't trust Italians or Sicilians. Wow. Oh, wow! I mean, they stole they stole all that yeast from the wow. Jews and put it in their and put it in their pizza. That doesn't sound right. No, it is. I saw it on Rugrats. Huh. I, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember, Doctor. I'm gonna Lip- need to see your sources, Doctor Lipschitz. I'm gonna need to see that episode of Rugrats. <laughs> where they all get locked. Where they all get locked in the attic, and their grandpa is telling them the story of Moses and the Sicilians. Uh, that's the Sicilians with the blood and the firstborn think- and the, no, and the, th- and the th- pizza th- dough. You're thinking Egyptians. Yeah, they were. It's the same thing. Easy mistake to make. It was over there. It, it was right over there. It, it it wasn't though. Yeah, no, they were like going from and to and from no, Egypt, just like no. Yeah. No. Yeah, just like you know. No. Um. No. Like, 
Egypt, New Jersey? No, no it's right next to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. There's there's no Egypt, New Jersey. <laughs> there isn't. There's no there's Egypt, a, New Jersey. There's, there's a no Florida, Sicily, Egypt. What is this? <laughs> I'm totally lying. There's a Florida, New York. Did you know that? There's a like we, Florida. Like, like we needed another Florida. <laughs> Yeah, Cape May. Is- Florida is my least favorite state. And I, 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 no offense to Floridians, but you guys are fucking nuts. There's always some Florida guy who ate somebody's face or like it's just that just, one time though. No, there's there's a lot of times. Right, twice. There's- no, no, there's. There is an entire subreddit dedicated to Florida man. Florida man. Exactly. Uh, that, that's yeah, the Twitter yeah. account I follow. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so it's out there. It's common knowledge. Yeah. So many national news headlines that are bizarre and out there and strange and macabre begin with Florida man blank. Florida man found blank. Florida man accused of blank. Florida man found guilty of blank. Mm. And that blank is always filled with the most deranged shit on the planet. Mm. Yeah. For, yeah. Maybe it's the heat frying their brain. Maybe it's the fact they know they could be eaten by an alligator any day. day. Maybe it's being next door to Disney World. I don't know. Maybe it's something in the water. I don't know what it is. But Florida creates some of the strangest people on the planet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I saw a lady with a Mickey Mouse shirt on today. Just give give the worst look to a group of foreigners ever. She was was just, you know, she was just really large, had a cane and her Mickey Mouse shirt. And she just fucking ate through, like a like a, like a nice Mexican family with her eyeballs. You know, like she got so mad at them for no reason. It's good to see somebody keeping the Walt Disney legacy alive. <laughs> that man was a notorious, notorious bigot. Yeah. So he was very. Yeah, he he was um. He, I mean, everybody was back. Well, then. he led the Sicilians on the great. Um, you gotta stop. Oh, okay. You gotta stop. I don't. I did this for you. Dude. Jews have been kicked out of a lot of places, but never Sicily. I can get us. The can, Jews would not go I can to make this real immediately. Jews in Sicily. <laughs> Are they real? Find out tonight at 11. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the real will, real, uh, the real will would, everybody. Oh, wonderful. Um, so let's, let's, um, let's play. I'm really intrigued play a track off your album if you don't mind absolutely i'd love that cool uh you if would you like to we're gonna what's up there i mean you know what it is too this uh this song is uh one of the older songs in the record but still a newish song uh probably less than a year old at this point um it's it's gone through a lot of changes and a lot of incarnations but uh uh it's called mr capgrass encounters a secondhand vanity tulpamancer's prosopagnosia slash pareidolia as direct result of trauma to the fusiform gyrus the uh, song had an accompanying music video directed by Mr. Adam Nalrod, a very successful and very talented filmmaker who uh, we had the honor of working with. Um, and that music video is its on YouTube. It's on, what are you going to do? Google it? With this long of a name? No, you're not going to Google it. You're not going to Google that. Just, 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 uh, just, uh, I see, that's, I have this problem of naming things insane things that you can't spell or even pronounce. Um, and... Uh, we live in a world filled with knowledge that you have to type things in order to gather, and you need to get, you need to be able to type something in in order to find this. But there's not a single word in that title that is a part of normal modern English lexicon. So there's there's only there's only gibberish. You just Google and you'll find something related to me. Just just slam your head on the keyboard and you'll eventually. I I, I don't know. It's it's a freaky ass music video. Uh, the uh, just just look at Will Wood and the Tapeworms. It'll pop up. It's it's our most viewed music video, and it's um, 
actually picked up a lot of speed and uh, gotten a lot of good reviews from a number of different places. We're talking Access Entertainment, New Noise Magazine. Um, everybody's on it. it everybody's, everybody loved it. I was Adam really, really proud of it. A wonderful job. Incredible of, job. Of just getting what Will Wood is across to Really did a great job. And um, I cried a little watching it, even though it was not from fear or because or I was scared. Or because of how good the music was, I just cried just to see it come together so wonderfully. Thank you. I um, it was moving. I cried during the process of filming it a couple of times, <laughs> so uh, I, don't, I can understand that. It's it's a tearjerker. It really is. So yeah, this uh, song we're gonna listen to. We're gonna listen to this next. Uh, Mr. Capgrass encounters a secondhand vanity. Topamancer's prosopagnosia slash pareidolia is direct resort of the trauma to the fusiform gyrus. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Google it. You're trying to replace yourself. 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 You're trying to replace yourself.
There it is. Well, wooden tapeworms. Mr. Capgrass encounters secondhand vanity. Bunch of other words. It's sound Latin. <laughs> Off of selfish. They're uh, medical terms. Oh, yeah. A uh, number of medical uh, psychiatric terms, specifically uh, neurological psychiatric terms. Uh, references to a number of different uh, disorders and oddball phenomena that people uh, report. Like, uh, like stuff that you would hear the doctor, the automated uh, uh, doctor on Star Trek say. Uh, maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, that's one of the um, pathways are degrading. <laughs> the um, <laughs> the uh, the song com- comes off of the new record "Self Ish," produced by Kevin Ontrazian. You hear Matt Olson of Frank Arrow in the celebration on the drums there, and uh, of course Papa Reese Van Riper makes a guest vocal appearance on that song. Um, did he the, fly uh, a plane into the into backroom studios? He did. He flew a plane right into it. Uh, three people died. Forty were injured. Um, and uh, the uh, oh, there's there's too much I could say about the song to really get started at all. But uh, yeah. no, it's um, I mean, go I do it. Well, I I I, uh, I guess the the song uh, it uh, I guess it, it's. I don't know what I don't know how to put it, man. Um, I mean, I, what I I find I find about most of the lyrics that you have that that I can make out or process in time. I mean, I, I'd have to really sit there like I was looking for ticks and just with a really really fine metal comb I, through all, a all lot of your times, stuff and I'll, an encyclopedia, maybe a thesaurus. A lot of times, I um I think I I think more about the. Uh, the sound of the lyrics themselves, the rhythm of them, and the musicality of the words before I actually think of the meaning of the words. And a lot of times the meaning comes out, you know, kind of on its own. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of the uh, surrealist artists would tell you that regardless as to whether or not you intend to put meaning there, meaning happens no matter what you do, simply because of the way the subconscious works, it makes itself present in everything you do. Um, yep. And so even if I'm trying to write a song that's completely devoid of meaning, uh, if I pick it apart at a later time, I can see. Oh wait, there's probably something in there going on uh, that that's going on in my uh, less conscious mind. Yeah, um, no, that will probably continue to change as as you my, experience. Yeah, that's, and then other people are going to have their own. So it really doesn't yeah. matter. You can say you ate you ate dog shit this morning. I could say and somebody that. be like, I, oh, you know, I I've never too, once man. tasted it, but but I get it. Oh, you know, this this. I mean, this is one of the songs where I do feel very deeply about the lyrics, where they are very uh, meaningful to me on a personal level. Um, this album is really quite—it's—it's um, uh, one of my most—it's—it's—it's it's, it's my most introspective work, but also my most delusional work. So a lot of it sounds like nonsense, and a lot of it is nonsense, but it all boils down to a series of common principles and a series of common uh, themes um, that are very much uh, a part of my exploration of myself. Um, the um, the, the uh, title of the record, obviously, Self-ish, is you know, just a little joke. And, um, and I think I kind of came up with the title before I realized that the songs that I had that were fresh since everything is a lot aligned themselves with that. Um, and from there, uh, a lot of common themes and uh, commonalities came out of the wor- woodwork and um, really uh, made themselves very clear and said, hey, look, over here, check me out. I I belong to other song, too. Um, and, you know, the, I, I guess it's, it's it was, to a certain extent, it was like, uh, the stars are arranged in that pattern, but the constellations were made up by people. 
You know what I mean? Um, the uh, the I, I, I guess I guess that's the best way I can put it. There's um, there's a, there's 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 a lot in this record that um, uh, I can't even necessarily track down. Um, but it's uh, maybe a little bit more uh, personal than I ever intended to get with my music. Um, you know, I've always been uh, a very um, theatrical and emotional person, always a very sensitive person, always very uh, willing to make myself vulnerable um, through my music, but um, there aren't as many jokes on this record, there aren't as many, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's it's a bit more serious it's a bit more serious it's a bit darker and while while at the same time also being way weirder than anything else I've ever done so you know I think a lot of times people um, they hear the music itself and they think well this guy can't be serious Um, you know and to a certain extent I think a lot of my music I am mocking myself Um, and uh, you know things that make people where people say like oh it sounds like a circus or it sounds like a carnival sounds like a cabaret sounds like this or that Um, sounds like a Broadway musical people you know they, they hear those those over dramatic, over the top things there, um, they catch on to the fact that that I am sometimes mocking myself to a certain extent with my music, but I'm not. Um, that doesn't mean that I'm doing it ironically. There's no level. While I I have I have dabbled in irony, um, I there's this wave of music that's been happening for a long time where people are just obsessed with the irony of reappropriating old tropes and pretending that they don't mean it and disguising their actual feelings behind claims of ironic reappropriation you know where they where um people will will write songs and and um they'll be they'll be almost honest but they'll they'll kind of skate around it and then afterwards say like i was just kidding um and i think that's that's something that's almost that's become a trope in and of itself um the the um the ironic yeah, uh, the sarcastic and the cynicism and, and that is definitely there in a lot of my music but I also pride myself on the fact that especially with this record I'm not being ironic, I'm not kidding I know that a lot of my music sounds like I'm kidding but on this record I'm, I'm deathly serious the reason it sounds like a circus, sounds like a carnival sounds like a cabaret, sounds like a musical, whatever you want to put it the reason it sounds so histrionic and over the top is because I am that You know that that is honestly who I am, and whether or not the song mocks it, or simply acknowledges it, or expands upon it, is, I think, to a certain extent, up to the listener, Um, because I mean everything that I say on this record, Um, even when I don't. Hmm. I'm sorry if that didn't make any sense. I, 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 um, oh man, you make no goddamn sense. I, uh, I, I, uh, you make plenty of sense, and I know what you mean. it, it uh, a lot of the music people it, it starts off as a way of people kind of uh, masking their fear or trying to get things that that they're that maybe they might be afraid of about themselves or about the world out and then and then kind of digress and no I'm just you know bring it back well, to there's, there's, a point where I'm kidding or I it's, think it's it's an understandable move uh, from an artistic perspective I can understand why somebody would would want to utilize a certain air of sarcasm or uh, sardonics or irony or whatever you want to call it. Um, I can understand why somebody would want to utilize that, not simply to disguise their own feelings. I'm not saying you you people are cowards. That's not what I'm saying. I'm simply saying, you know, that that it's almost as though um, there's just so many people out there who have the ability to say such honest things and choose instead to be clever 
And that's awesome. I, I love a clever lyric. I love uh, a twist. I love uh, uh, I, I love a joke. I love that stuff. You're you know, saying I, it's a safety net for some. I'm people. I'm not even saying it's necessarily a safety net. I, I mean, I think it is for some people. I think a lot of musicians they they they're ready to put themselves out there, but they're not ready to put themselves out there. But um, and I'm not saying I always am. I'm not always. But with this record, what's different about this record for me when I listen to it myself, when I look at it myself. What I see is uh, something that scares the living shit out of me, because uh, I wasn't at all ready to put myself out there, um, and, then, and, then and I put myself further out than I intended to, um, and sometimes I think this record will kill me some one day, you know. I um, in, and and not not to sound melodramatic, but but sim, but you know, uh, to a certain extent, I really do. I. I I am scared of this record because I'm afraid of what it implies about who I am. I'm afraid about of of what it carries with it. I'm afraid of the potential weight people might see in it. I'm afraid of people. What pe- I'm afraid of what people will think of it. I really am. Um, some of my other work, I, I haven't been afraid because it was ironic, or I was being sarcastic, or I was mocking my own emotions, or any of that. So I guess yeah, maybe maybe irony serves as a safety net for some artists including myself um but and 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 i think a lot of times it's so much you you never get the criticism that you're just if you're if you're if if you're soaked in irony um you never you can never be criticized um if you're being honest you can be torn to shreds um and so um a lot of fence sitters yeah, and I'm I'm definitely one myself as an artist. I really am. I, I am I am a bit of a fence sitter. Well, but an, this on as this an artist, on nowadays this... you have to be a fence sitter to function in society. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you gotta get it. You, have, you need your nine to five, and what's um, acceptable on a stage in front of you know a bunch of people isn't necessarily yeah, uh, acceptable, and your and your views that you can express and whatnot isn't necessarily acceptable in the workplace. So it's really tough, you know, yeah. especially with the you know the way the world is, and a lot of people. Of course, you have the talent, and the charisma to make this your day job. And your night job, but it's getting increasingly hard for that. And you and you need to be clever as well as honest. And like I said before, I think you're doing a, a good job balancing it all. Thank you. And um, it, that's why I enjoy that you're on here and you're, you're saying all the words because it, it's um not to say that you're uh, you speaking into a microphone would water down your thoughts as much, but typing them on a keyboard or maybe your 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 online presence is more of a concentrated version it allows you time to even though you can edit something it allows you time to go to maybe not necessarily say exactly what you're going to say but more of like a because now you're putting it out there and you're aware that once you post something that it's going to be taken from people so you might say it because it has shock value or you might say it because you actually mean it but i feel like the with a mixture of it, people don't get your demeanor, and they don't necessarily. They might think, I think you are somebody that you might not be. People absolutely think I'm somebody that I'm not. Um, I get. I. I there. I get every, people all like, You know this guy? Like, what's with this guy? And I'm like, no, nah, this guy's. Every, ev- everybody he's, he's the gets. Guy. Everybody gets their own impression of me. Um, and uh, I get a lot of people um, clearly getting an impression that I would not personally find um, uh, ideal. Um, you know, uh, but that is kind of what defines us as people is not just ourselves, but other people's impressions of us. And it's kind of sad that, um, you know, uh, it's just a sad fact of life that other people, you know, as much as, as you have to, sometimes you have to tell yourself in order to function, you have to tell yourself, they don't define me. The truth of the matter is they do to a certain extent. And so, um, 
you know, there is that, there, there is that um, fear, but it's something that I've had to uh, kind of, um, you know, take in stride and, um, you know, do my best to overcome. I get people, I mean, I get people, uh, uh, you know, sending me messages or posting on my uh, social media accounts, saying things to me that just have no bearing on who I actually am. And, um, you know, you can't read you can't read sarcasm over the internet. I'm still a very sarcastic guy, um, and I and I still do I, ironically ironically reappropriate things. But for instance, I've had very good friends. Um, uh, I've had good friends tell me that they love the way I ironically dress dress in women's clothing, and I and I and I I, I, I find that fascinating because there is no irony at all in that. I truly enjoy wearing women's clothing. It's just part of who I am. I don't know why it is. I just like it. Um, people think that it, it's it's when when you are in any sort of public eye, whether it's a large audience or a small audience, people are going to assign their own opinions to you. Yeah. Um, and because of the nature of what I do and because of my public fence sitting and because of uh, my just scatterbrained nature, people tend to think uh, one of two things. They either think that I'm uh, very earnest or they think that I'm very sarcastic. Um, and a lot of people um, get this impression. I, I think, like, and I'm not trying to make this at all political, but um, I think a lot of uh, more conservative type people, a lot of them seem to believe that I am wearing my persona to mock the person that I actually am, the type of person I actually am. And then a lot of uh, more progressive type people, um, they think that I'm, I'm very honestly that, or that, I'm, uh, or that I'm saying certain things to mock the other side. Um, I think the, the problem is, is that um, uh, I, I had a guy... Um, uh, post on uh, the the page, uh, the Willwood and the Tapeworms page on Facebook, um, a review in in which he gave me five stars, but uh, but said I was a regressive leftist who should have been hit more as a kid, and um, and I, and I really was like truly entertained and interested by it because. Um, you don't know shit about my my my, my uh, political views. You right. don't know a goddamn thing about it. Right. Well, Where do you get this impression? That sounds like somebody who did their who did well, their, it sounds ju- like somebody their who music sees- journalism from behind a desk. Well, it sounds like mm-hmm. some. It sounds to me like somebody who saw a guy in a dress and assumed he was a Tumblr uh, warrior. That yeah. he was yeah. that he was uh, some insane, uh, over the top liberal. And and I. I, I don't like to talk about my actual political views. I don't. I really don't. I, I openly supported Bernie Sanders, but I don't like to otherwise talk about it too much because I don't know shit about what I'm saying most of the time. Right. Um, yeah. I just kind of babble, and uh, people pick up what they want to pick up from that. I, I guess I don't really know where I'm going here. Well, welcome to I'm, Live from the Dining Room. That's, that's pretty much what we do. I babble. Jay mumbles. Yeah. Um, it's... He loves tomatoes too. I don't know if you knew. You love tomatoes? No. Oh, he doesn't love tomatoes. I, I just no. mess with them. I guess I, I I I guess it's just an interesting thing to, to see people's reactions to me when people uh, uh, they they assume who I am as a person and then get mad at me for not living up to those expectations. Um, <laughs> I've, well, and, I've seen I've seen that. Uh, it, it's it's great because I, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I because I. You're very entertaining online, and it's 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 almost like all right. It leaves up to 
it, it leaves me to think like you start asking yourself the questions. If you're, if you're paying attention to it, you ask yourself the question, who is the real Will Wood? Would Will? Would Will do this? Would Will do that? That's what I think is funny. Is, is that is, that's kind of the joke. Right. That's, you, you get it. That's kind of the joke. The joke is to say, you have no idea who I fucking am, do you? Right. You have yeah. no idea who I am. So let me tell you who I am and get you more confused. Because the truth <laughs> of the matter is, is that, and it, and it goes back to what I'm saying throughout the entirety of the new record. Throughout the entirety of Selfish, I'm talking about identity. I'm talking about what it means to be oneself. I'm nobody. Yeah. I'm fucking nobody. And I'm, I, I'm, when, I, when I say that, I don't mean like I'm saying I'm not important or I'm saying that um, I'm, my life is meaningless or any of that shit. What I'm saying is that I don't – there's – there. people have this thing inside them, this glue, this center, this, this – um, uh, this this part of them um, and if you look at the Mr. Capgrass title some people think it's in the amygdala some people think it's in the fusiform gyrus some people think it's in another part of the brain some people think it's just sim- simply a networking of the brain or just a characteristic of the normal human psyche that functions um, this this piece of them that functions as the glue and the and the tying together of what would otherwise be simply random qualities simply random expressions um, integrity to a certain extent and I'm not saying that I, that what I'm saying is that whatever it is that makes a person who they are, I was born without. I don't have that thing. I don't have a personality. I don't. I don't. I, I have traits. I don't have. Um, I don't. I don't have uh, 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 characteristics the way most people have characteristics. I'm. I'm like a man set on shuffle mode, right. and that's not. That's not something I'm proud of. It's just something I've recognized about myself. And so, um, so when I. When I call myself the real Will Wood on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, um, that's really part of the joke. Is I'm challenge. My intention is to challenge other people to pin me down, because God knows I fucking can. So let's see what you guys do with that. Are you going to think I'm being sarcastic? You think I'm going to be a regressive leftist? Who do you think I am? And I love watching people. I really do. It's fascinating to me. Uh, it's frustrating, but also fascinating to see how people take my expressions and assign their own meanings to it, um, because. You know, uh, life is meaningless inherently from the subject from the subjective experience, um, and I'm, I, and that's not uh, anything other than my own uh, expression of my own nihilistic uh, philosophies. Um, but when you then put your life in public and you give it to other people, it's it's like the the inherent meaninglessness just expands, and uh, it becomes other minds' jobs to assign meaning to it. Um, and uh, I guess to a certain extent, what I'm trying to do, and maybe I'm giving the whole thing away by talking about it right now. No, but no, no, at no. the same time, we I hate mystique. We, well, we don't like mystique. I, here. Well, well, because mystique is played out; it's done. Nobody, nobody wants mystique in this day and age—the age of Facebook, the age of social media. Yeah, we want to see your ass. Yeah, we want to see everybody's ass. We want to see the private parts. We want to. Yeah. We want to see. We literally want to see people's private parts. No. And um, this isn't an era of privacy. This isn't an era of mystique. This isn't. Good luck getting a name in music by cultivating mystique. I'm sure, I'm sure it helps, but that's never been my intention. My intention has never been to cultivate some mystique. It's to, it's, my intention has been to be honest and, and go and, and talk to people on stage and see, is there anybody out there who feels the way that I do? And if you do, let's have fun. Together. Let's dance. You're a performer, man. Uh, you're, you're a really good one. Thank it's, you. It's, it's, it's refreshing. And, Thank um, you. And, you know, I've, I've, I have a lot of, I talk to a lot of musicians all the time, you know, and, and, and 
any any musician I ever told to listen to your music if they haven't already heard it, you know, and they they listen to it, they're, they're like, you know, this is this is some really wild stuff, and you know, they they love it, or maybe it's not their style, or you know, because it's it's it's, it's not really you know, style. it's out there. Yeah, yeah it's, I recognize that. It's wild. I love it. Thank you. But um, just because I don't know, you pull from a lot of different clouds and and, and a lot of different people that I that I enjoy, and I hear it like you when you came in here. Um, last time you were singing, I was you, you sounded like you went from sounding like Elvis to Tiny Tim to to Will to 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 Tom Waits and like it's it's fun to watch. I mean, when last time you came in here, you were a seemingly normal looking individual. You looked normal, you know, and um, but you didn't seem as happy as as you are now. And I don't know if you're happy or you're just really really just in too goddamn involved to think about it people I, ask you how you are what do you what do you say it depends on who's asking i'm you're it's a uh, maybe if, just another musician that you only see at shows when you're you know and they're I'm just doing like great oh, man how, how you been, been? oh just you're, do, you're doing good too yeah good to hear man just you're that. working on a new record right one of those yeah <laughs> one of those yeah oh man see i can't even get past that i go <sighs> well, i haven't thought about it <laughs> oh shit well i i, I you <laughs> know I, I, I never, um, never, never underestimate the power of small talk because right. no, you I know don't. these conventions exist for a reason, and the reason is is that nobody, you know, when, when somebody's asking how are you, what they're really saying is let's connect. Yeah. You know, they're they're saying I I see you, see me, let's see each other, let's talk, let's be, let's, let's be together, let's be a bunch of betas, and and you know they're they're not. They're not immediately looking for the answer as to how you are, because usually the answer is is a long-winded rant about the nature of your life and the world around you. You know, I um, if if a close friend asks me how I am, you know that the small talk happened a long time ago. You right. know, um, the if a close friend asks me how I am, I'll, I'll I'll be honest with them and I'll tell them how I am. If you're asking me how I am right now, if that's your intention, then I'll tell you I'm doing shit. Right. I'm doing absolute shit. Um, but I'm hanging in there. Yeah. Well, good. I yeah, I would appreciate I, I appreciate that because um, I don't close friend or total stranger. If you're going to ask me how I am, you know, it, it, as, you as opposed to, as honest. opposed to what's up, I'm gonna I'm gonna literally stand there and think about how I am at that moment. And then if I'm not in too bad of a place, I know because what I'll say is, well, you know what, it's it's it's. It's Monday or it's Tuesday or it's Wednesday. Usually not Monday. Usually we're live every Monday at right. eight o'clock here at DiningRoomRadio.net. But if it's like you know a Thursday or a Friday, <laughs> and I go, well, you know what? I'm at a show. I'm about to spend this paper that I made um, uh, doing something that I'm not doing right now on something cold to drink and I'm gonna hear some music. So then I think about that in my head and I go. Yeah. But I'll but I'll say it instead, right. instead of instead of being like, oh I'm good, and then I'm say oh what's up, and I'm and then I'm you know and then it's what's up. Well I'm here and I'm this is what's happening, and then usually just like an arm around him or something. Right. You know let's just because when I go to a show I want I want to hear the music or stand all the way in the back and talk to somebody. Stand stand next to Will in the back of the room and ask him where he got his shoes. Uh, a uh, drag store in Fairfield. <laughs> drag store in Fairfield. No, I actually, I actually, um, you know, uh, 
I, I, I talk a lot about not having an identity, but I very clearly have some very strong identity uh, aspects. Um, and, uh, you know, for, for those listeners who are not familiar, I am, I am uh, very um, impassioned, but mild, transvestite. Um, I don't always wear women's clothing, but I do enjoy it. And um, I had my first... Uh, uh, it was it was it was nice. I, I I finally had a little bit of money in my pocket, and I'd always wanted a, my own pair of high heels. And I finally decided I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna look up where I can find them. And I went online, and I found this place called Glamour Boutique. Um, and it looked great. I'll go. Let's go to Glamour Boutique. They'll they'll get me a pair of pumps for forty bucks, and I'll walk out of there or hobble out of there and be on my merry way. And um, the uh, the website made it very clear we're a drag store. We're a a store for uh, transvestite and transgendered people and uh, you know you make an appointment with us and we'll set you up with a consultant and we'll help you find out a way to help you pass or whatever and um, uh, I didn't see the the whole appointment thing I didn't make an appointment so I just showed up the place outside there's nothing there there's there's no store window with a crazy looking mannequin there are no feather boas there's no pink sign there's nothing there's just a blank white storefront and a big sign up top that says GB Services LLC. We do gutters, we do roofing, we do window repair, we do blah 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 blah. And I'm like, well this can't be, this is the address for the what the fuck is going on here? Wow. And I walk around the back and I say, I'm looking for a glamour boutique. <laughs> and they say, oh yeah, come right in. And, I, and they take me through the back and there's this winding pathway where finally we're spat out into the middle of this store um, filled with all the expected things the feather boas and the makeup and the uh, breast forms and the corsets and I'm, I'm blown away And uh, because you'd think in this day and age and in this state which is a fairly progressive state we'd be able to be up front and say you know transgendered people are real they need a place to shop transvestites are real they need a place to shop so on and so forth right. but Figure capitalism would have taken. taken I, you know, you would have thought, but it, but they but they've got this whole storefront, this whole phony thing to keep it on the down low. Probably and one of those blue counties, right? I, maybe I don't know. Um, but uh, you know, the guy there was was very friendly, and he sent me out with a pair of pumps, and I fucking love him. I gotta ask you a question: Is there a learning curve for the heels? I found there to be zero learning curve whatsoever. To yeah, be perfectly honest, um, I don't know what's wrong with the female ankle. But walking in heels is easy, ladies. What is your problem? I watch some of these chicks walking around New York City like giraffes with scoliosis, hobbling around like their ankles are gonna break. Just, just, just in the just like they're walking on stilts, like it's, like it's Uncle Sam or something. And and I have no problem with it at all. I could dance a fucking jig in these things. They're not comfortable, but now mind you, these these are like three inch block pump heels. I, I'm not wearing stilettos, but you know. It's it's um it's not it's not hard it's not hard, gentlemen out there. Hall, uh, high heels were actually invented for men originally. They are men's clothing originally. Um, uh, dude, I first when I first learned easy. how to walk, I went into my mom's closet and put the heels on. I just had to try. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And how was it? Um, I, I was it was pretty successful. Although I'm like a natural, you right? Know? So, I mean, it was easy for me. I just I I, I um. I just, I've had an easy time with high heels. Um, had a harder time with makeup. There is a learning curve with makeup. Dude, you spend, I, I remember having a uh, first show I played with you guys at Backroom Studios, uh, first time I met you, 
Um, you were swearing like, swearing like a like a black suit maybe. Yeah. It was all dark, and I saw you in the parking lot, and then um, then I saw you inside, just like putting some like eyeliner on, and I'm like, all right, this, you know, this guy's getting ready for getting ready for his performance. And then um, and then I had to pee, and the door was locked, and I was just like, somebody was like, oh, right, Will's Will's getting ready. And it was probably like 25 minutes. Yeah, sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, you. Were, I had to pee real bad. I just went outside because it was just a total. It was a carnival. <laughs> that show was a freak show, man. It was. It was. It was great. Like you were not. You bring out a lot of wild, cool people. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess. I guess my music attracts a, a really lively kind of crowd. Um, a bunch of fucking weirdos, you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, the. Uh, <laughs> The, the makeup's a learning curve simply about putting for the process of putting it on and trying to look good, but it's also a learning curve because you have to deal with people yelling at you. True. Um, it's it's really um, it's fascinating mm. how some people really just go out of their way to try and make you feel like shit yeah. for wearing makeup. Um, it's only happened a few times that I've been harassed by strangers, but I've been harassed by strangers. Just clothesline a man at work for gold dust. Yeah? Yeah. He actually has tutorials online on how to apply, how he applies his makeup too. Really? Just check it out. Yeah, huh. he's gold dust, man. He's, he's come a long way. One of my favorite wrestlers, too. Interesting. Yeah, still I, uh, doing it. One of the oldest. How old is he now? I don't know. Do you think he'll still be rocking makeup when you're gold dust age? I uh, don't he, know how old he is. He's got to be like 45. I don't know. Depend, it depends on how the rest of my figure holds up. Right. You know, I really... You know, like, I, I don't like Carl from Aqua Teen when he yeah. turns into a clown. See, I don't, I don't really... Um... Where's the freaking wing? <laughs> hey, Fryman, uh, this... Give me my wig. The um, the uh, see the thing is my my body image very much plays into the whole thing. I mean, I I, I lost like thirty pounds since last year, and um, before that, the only thing stopping me from presenting more uh, femininely was the fact that I was pretty overweight. And um, you know, now that I'm a, I'm a relatively skinny guy, I feel a bit more comfortable in women's clothing. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't want to be a fat lady. It's hard to be. It's hard to be a fat lady. It's very hard. It's unfairly hard. Shout out to my fat ladies out there. Sorry about that. That sucks. You know, people are dicks. Um, and, but uh, and and and, and it, it's internalized. You know, um, you know, because I grew up uh, significantly overweight, and so. You know, um, I still have that inside my head, even though I'm not a fat guy. I still get that inside my head. It goes deep, man. It's it's it sucks the way uh, people treat heavy people. But um, yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely gives gives people inferiority complex. It really does. Down. I was thinking about that today. It's so weird. I was thinking about this really overweight girl in high school. Uh, no, in middle school, who was a real big, a real big bitch and <laughs> to me. And I was just like, she she had a pet rat. Right. Okay. She was huge, uh-huh. and she had a horrible name. Oh. Like her name was just horrible. She had nothing going for her, and I was just like, I was like, you know, one day I was just like, sitting next to me. She sat, sat next to me in class, you know, like for like the whole year, uh, you know. And I was just like, just like, hey, what's up? And she was just like, <laughs> I was like, what? She was like, <laughs> you know, as as and I was like, wh- I was like, why? Well, I can tell you, I was I was the fat weird kid in my high school for yeah. sure, and. I was not nice to people either, very often. And the reason I wasn't nice to people is a lot of times I just assumed they weren't going to be nice to me. Yeah. That if they were going to start talking to me, they only were going to have nasty things to say to me. Oh, and I so I get it. on the defensive beforehand. It's horrible, man. You know? Um, and you didn't even get the worst of it. I mean, school in, the, school in like the 80s was, was really bad from what I hear. Yeah. It's just like even, you know, like, like the, the gym teachers. Like imagine being, a, imagine being the overweight kid in gym class with those gym teachers. I mean, they I don't know anything about what it was like shorts. in the '80s, but I can I can tell you, I, they made me wear the shorts, and they did not treat me well. I had uh, some really nasty gym teachers in middle school, 
hated me. Oh, yeah, um, really hated me. Um, Did you play like paddle ball. It's fucking paddle ball. Just ball listen, you can listen like to metal. That. Well, I, I, I would I would often forget quote unquote my gym clothes so I could just sit in the bleachers in a trench coat like some kind of nightmare. Minus five. Yeah. Well, you well know, would shoes untied. Minus five. Dude, yeah, I, pretty much. I failed freshman year for the same reason. Yeah, I I <laughs> I failed gym over and over again because I, I found a way that like I could smoke cigarettes if I didn't do that. So. <laughs> yeah, that was um. This just in, Will Wood failed gym class. Sorry, I just needed that on record. I feel like that's, I feel like that could have, I feel like anybody who knows me would be like, that kid definitely failed gym class. <laughs> I mean, I look like somebody who failed gym class, right? I, um, I, I was, I was a scary guy in my high school. I was, I was, you know, not, not scary like, you know, he's going to bring in a gun. Although, you know what? I did wear a trench coat a lot and I did wear a fedora. So either I was going to bring in a gun or, you know. Uh, complain that women only date assholes and I'm a nice guy. It was one of those other things. One of those two things I was going to do in high school. And both, honestly, they're equally scary for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but um, the uh, <laughs> um, I was not I was not popular in high school. But getting but you know getting uh, back to what I was saying that spiraled into me talking about that is that you know if I'm if I'm going to wear women's clothing I got to be fit. Sure. So if I'm if sure. if I'm going to try and present femme I got to be fit. So if I you know if when I'm 45 I'm a dumpy you know uh, frumpy older guy like a lot of 45 year olds are then I probably won't wear as much makeup. Just a little less. Just because well, I want to look good. I don't right. I don't I don't like dress femininely because you know I'm trying to pass as a woman. I'm not transgendered. I don't have that. Um, I do that because I think it looks good yeah. and I like the way it looks you're gonna like the way you look I, I guarantee <laughs> cool well uh, I, there's a lot of people out there that like the way it look there's a lot of fan a lot of fan art a lot of people do fan art for World yeah, War yeah really I was cool. I, I, every time I I've see always it, I wanted fan, people to do fan art for me but I don't have any fans which is confusing because Facebook tells me that there's like a hundred thousand people talking about me yeah and but like there's they're not at my shows Hmm. They're not maybe they're shows. not local. Maybe they just maybe they're bots. Maybe. Yeah. I um bot. I get I, I you know, <laughs> I think my music appeals to a to a, a certain type of crowd that gets more attached to the music they listen to. Um and uh you know, I've always thought to myself, if I'm ever gonna get a real following, it's gonna be a cult following. You know, I'll never be, you know, I'll never be Green Day, you know. Um but I might be the Rocky Horror Picture Show if I work hard enough, you know? Um and uh so, you know, a lot of people who really enjoy it, there's, there's not a lot of gray areas, you know? There aren't a lot of people who just, like, sometimes kind of like my music, you know? Uh, most of my fans and most of the people who hear me, uh, most people who hear me either, you know, fall in love with what I do or go, what the fuck is this carnival shit? Um, That's why you play piano? Because it's just black and white? It's easy. Yeah, I don't have to, no gray areas in that. I can, I can... Some pink, there's salmon. Yeah, I, I painted the shit out of this, so Fuchsia, maybe, maybe not, but... Um, so, like, I guess, like, people who are, are more, you know, likely to, you know, draw fan art and things like that are more likely to listen to my music. As a matter of fact, at my album release show, which just passed in Mexicali about a week ago, I guess. Yeah, a little over a week ago. Um, the, uh, before I went on, hours before I went on, my merch guy, Joe, um, great guy, comes into the uh, uh, green room holding this weird piece of black fabric. And he looks at me... It, eyes wide he's like some girl just made this I'm like what do you mean some girl made this for you <laughs> and I'm like what is it and he's like look at it and and I unfold it and it's this 
just this terrifying black gothic space poncho with a rainbow eye beaded into the back of it. And and it was beautiful. And I wore it for the show. Yeah, and, I saw it. Uh, shout out to Robin Radke for that amazing piece of uh, clothing that you made for me. That is so fucking cool. It was it it really just made me feel so understood because somebody understood what I do well enough to say I'm gonna make a piece of clothing for them, and I think they might wear it. And they were right. That was, they knew exactly what I wanted to wear. They knew I liked that gothic shit. They know that I that I like looking like a vampire, but they also know I like rainbows and eyes and psychedelic stuff. Mm. And they they and they get that I guess from uh, looking at my art and coming to my shows and. She's able to, to, to see what I do and get just the essence of my art and just be like, I'm going to turn this into a piece of clothing and then also have it be that that's something I want to wear. Like, far fucking out. It was really, it was moving is what it was. And so when I get, like, pieces of fan art like that, or today when somebody tagged me on Instagram, a good fan, a good friend, and a great fan, um, uh, Samantha, shout out to Samantha if you're listening. Thanks so much for your support. You're one of the best people ever. Um... She sent me on Instagram, uh, she tagged me in a post of a new tattoo she had just gotten and dedicated to one of my songs. Um, it's, uh, uh, the tattoo is apparently in, in reference to my song Skeleton Appreciation Day in Vestal, New York, or Bones, uh, from my first record, Everything is a Lot. Um, and it, you know, it, it, it blows my mind. You know, it's, it's just a really beautiful experience when people respond like that, because it means that it touched them um, in, on, on, in their art bone, you know? That's my favorite part about music, and it it go, it, go, it gets, you oversee it sometimes, like when you're in it, yeah. you're doing it, and you're so focused you're on working hard. what's happening. Yeah. And then every now and again, it hits you. Like, and, and uh, you just, that, you, the yeah. amount of support that you have. And you, and, just, and you just can't help but be like immensely, like simultaneously humbled, and at the same time, um, empowered, you know? Makes you a better, makes you a better person. Well, I hope so, because I could use some of that. <laughs> Uh, what do you think? You, you want to play another tune? Sure. Cool. Uh, I'd love to. Um, the, uh, what, what am I going to play? What am I going to play? Um, I guess, I guess since I played something that was new already, I'll, um, I'll play something off my first record. You know what? Um, I'll actually play the song that I was just talking about. Um, this is this has been one of my most popular songs since I started writing songs. Uh, I wrote it when I was, I guess, eighteen, and um, I was uh, I was going to school at Binghamton University uh, in Vestal, New York. I don't know why they call it Binghamton. It's not in Binghamton. It's in Vestal. Call it Vestal University. Um, but uh, that I only spent a couple months there before dropping out. Um, but during that time, I had one of the most, I guess, formative experiences of my life uh, my first time being away from home from extent, for an extended period of time my first time uh, you know being in school on my own and not having to answer to anybody you know and there was there was a lot of drinking and a lot of drugs um, I tried LSD for the first time and um, I, I was going through I was I was I was uh, in a relationship with somebody a long term a long distance and long term relationship with somebody and uh, we didn't have a healthy relationship at all um, but we were very much in love, and um, we were very far away from one another. And there, uh, there was something going on inside my head during that time that was very, 
it was very ugly and, and potentially dangerous to me. Um, and I think it could have killed me. Um, but one of the ways that I was, I, I guess I, I, I got out of it, one of the ways that I coped with it was writing this song about this strange mix of feelings that I was having, this strange combination of self-destruction and enlightenment and love and hate and this... Um, it was my it was my first it, it was my first big breakdown, um, and uh, uh, so um, this is one of my oldest songs, and it's called Skeleton Appreciation Day in Vestal, New York, or Bones. Baby, will you show your mind? 
show your bones Played that um, you guys had the honor of playing with Gogo Berdella, yes. and I was there, and uh, it, was, it was it was one of the most intimate, <clears throat> like, because there was a lot of people there to see you guys, but I mean, most of the people were there to see Gogo Berdella, right, of, of course, course. Um, but like everybody was just in it. Everybody was just like, yeah. And when that song came out, like the whole place just like really, really came down with you. You know, there wasn't any, there wasn't too many chatty Cathy's like off to the side that weren't just totally you know, sucked in. It was really nice. Oh, I, I guess a, a lot of a lot of musicians, including myself, um, like to uh, end their sets on a big, loud, strong, bombastic, and boisterous note. Um, and I like to I like to do that, but you know, that's I something has to come after the climax. You know. Um, that's just that comes from a like a theater principle and a and a, um, a storytelling principle um, that you know you the movie doesn't end right when the villain gets conquered you know it doesn't end with the with the boss battle you know it ends you know it's not just you know Jafar is defeated and the credits roll you know we get to we also have to watch Aladdin marry the princess and yeah. the genie is free and all that gotta watch the little the little white feather float out of the book. Exactly, and um, the uh, <laughs> and so uh, the um, so what I, I guess I like to do is I like to have my finale and my climax, and then I like to show the resolution in a sense. Um, you know, even if what I'm doing isn't a conceptual show and isn't necessarily a, um, although I have done conceptual shows, you know, I like to, uh, you know, I. I I hate music. You know, when you hate 99.9% of something, you really just hate that thing. I hate the vast majority of music. Music is terrible, man. I don't like it. It's not... And concerts are boring. If I just wanted to listen to a band, I'd just listen to the band. Mm -hmm. If I want to see a show, you bet your ass I want to fucking see a show. You know, I like theater. I like movies. I like plays. I like musicals. I like drama. I like a story. I like when, you know, when... When somebody who's performing for me can, you know, take me up and down, um, you know, in a lot of concerts they just want to go up and up and up, and that works too. But what the only thing that's ever worked for me is, you know, um, I like to jerk people around, I guess, because that's what I do to myself. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Um, you just got to so keep, like, keep a straight face <laughs> when you're doing it. I, um, I just, you know, I like to close with this with that one because that one was uh, one of the ones that's. Uh, deeply personal to me without being necessarily so dark. I mean, the lyrics seem well, to be about... nowadays everybody knows what it's about. I don't think so. <laughs> I've talked about... I talked about some of its inspiration, some of the things behind it, but mm. I don't think anybody could say what... I mean, I couldn't tell you what it's about. Right. You know, well, what it's about is in the song, you know? Yeah. If mm -hmm. I could put it in other words, I would. Yeah. I mean, you, you probably get a better idea of what the song is about by looking at, like, a... Like a a weird, a weird picture that you drew, or some ink blots, maybe, or like yeah. um, you know, or like a, a sacrificial <laughs> killing of some animal, of some you know, 
some people you don't understand. That'll be at my next show. Good. It's Good. official I, killing of an animal. I can't wait. You can probably swing. You can probably spin that into um, into what you can make like you should make like a ch- like church of music. All get ordained and um, just start demanding. Start demanding strange things. I demand an animal be brought forth to rewrite this minute. Let us sacrifice a lamb upon the altar. Sitting here with Will Wood of Will Wood and the Tapeworms. Um, very interesting individual. He's sitting right next to me. Um, hello. We're gonna we're gonna go to some tunes. We'll come back, maybe spin spin one more off off the new album if you're cool with that. I'd love that, yeah. And um, and then we'll close it out. We're getting into the home stretch here. So, this here's is a, yeah, here's a oh, yep, this is Colin J. Rocker with a song called Northernmost Waffle House Blues. Radio crackled, rain tapped the hood The highway she listened and all And I'm swung by the tail of the bottle again And all my compadres say I need a friend And I'm still supposed to figure the radio crackled, headlights shine gold. The CB says you ain't no driver, and I'm swung by the tail of the bottle again. I still plan to drive through the night if I can To sleep at that truck stop in Jersey again Knock, knock, says a trooper Your license, my friend And I'm still supposed to figure Yeah, I'm still down. 
figured it all out comes to his life
and welcome back. Broadcasting live from DiningRoomRadio.net on a Monday night. Live from the dining room. Center of the world. Yes. That was Debt League with a song called Can't Figure It Out off the Debt League EP. I don't know if they got anything going on. I, haven't, I didn't look. I just like Debt League. Probably. They play a lot. They're, they're a great band. Keep an eye out for Debt League. For that, Jefferson with a song called Silent Scream. Off of Renovo. Jefferson. I love me some Jefferson. Me too. It's a good guy. Always, always, um, always well spoken. Not a wasted word coming out of that man. And before that, once again, um, former dining roomer Colin J. Rocker with Northernmost Waffle House Blues, um, which, which is it's a very particular type of blues. I don't know if you guys ever had it. Not quite that one. Well, have you had th- that? particular form of blues? I haven't. No? I've had a lot of kinds of blues, but mostly indigos. Mm. Ugh. <laughs> they had those words tasted bag come out of my mouth. Yeah. I was stupid. Should have got a should have brought you a bag. A little the baggie. real Will Wood is an idiot. <laughs> makes bad who makes off color jokes. Oh no. Uh, oh no. Uh, <laughs> None were saved. Rest in peace, mate. I like this. What is this? This is like the kind of music I listen to. This is the, uh, the theme song from the, from the spinoff of Three's Company, The Ropers. <laughs> I love it. Wow. All right, so, um, well, just a couple more questions, real formal. Uh, Laverne or Shirley? Ooh. Not familiar enough with the source. Not familiar enough. With the sauce, you mean um, sauce? The the Golden Girls or Golden Showers? Ooh, I'm probably gonna take Golden Girls because you know uh, there's more sustainability. You can I've, only take a Golden Shower. I have shower. contradicted myself a number of times on this uh, in, during this uh, broadcast where I have first I'm telling you that I peed in my own mouth, and now I'm telling you that I'd prefer the Golden Girls over a Golden Shower. I can't mm. make up my mind. Do I like pee or do I like old women? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, no, I, once again, not familiar with the source well enough. I, I love TV. I love sitcoms, but I don't. I just not familiar with the classics. Mm. Right. I, well, that's it's a problem. It's all right. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Forgive I, yourself, William. I will. Where'd that music go? I need. I need it. It's my interview music. Um. Has there been? I know you said you really don't like music, um, but you can appreciate you can appreciate a good a good production, a good a good show. Yeah. Um, when I say I don't like music, I do mean that. You know, I figured it's yeah, no, I hear a lot of people talk about music. how much they hate it, and I'm like, then why are you a sound guy? Yeah. If you hate music so much, <laughs> or like, why are you? Why do you? Music. Why do you work sound. at a venue? <laughs> Dude, I just love sound and venues. Yeah. I'm a bartender. I hate drunk people. <laughs> um, I love drunk people, unless I'm sober. Right. Then they're just really annoying. Which is why bartenders hate drunk people. <laughs> See, sometimes you just gotta say it to to, to realize. Which you is why teach I, I appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate that about myself. You should. Um. But like, uh, what I was gonna say is, you know, I, a lot of people get weird when I ask them, "Hey, what's your favorite local band?" or or something like that, because people don't. I guess they don't care enough, or they didn't have enough My- time to see. I can tell you who my favorite local acts are. Okay. Um, my favorites, at least right now, one of my favorites is totally underappreciated, incredibly talented, 
um, uh, Electric Sensei. Love them. They are so fucking good. I've only seen them a couple times, but holy shit, they blow my mind. I don't know. I don't even know what to call what they do, but you you get a little bit of grunge, but you also get a little bit of almost uh, Surge Tankian in some of it. You get a little bit of almost Nirvana in some of it. The name. It, it's the name explains them. The name explains a lot. Yeah. Um, and they they fantastic fantastic music. Yeah. Um, they are absolutely one of my favorites. Um, and I've I've worked with a lot of other local acts, so it's it's tough for me to like pick a favorite especially since i'm you know broadcasting my opinions and you know i don't want to like have one of my friends in a band be like hey why didn't you why didn't you call my band dude right. I, I i i probably love your band whoever is making that complaint hypothetically right now um but in particular talking about people who like i'm just in general when it comes to the music like my tastes i fucking love electric sensei um and uh uh danny may blows my mind um they're incredibly talented uh I'm pretty sure they don't like me very much, but um, that, that, that we 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 it's it's a long story. But um, regardless, holy shit, incredibly talented pianist puts me to shame. Um, and uh, there uh, there are others too. And I, I, There's a lot. I mean, really I mean, are, like, there like, are a lot of great bands. Like, perf- like performance-wise, like it doesn't even have to be a local band. I mean, just somebody that might not be huge and everybody doesn't really know about like what's a what would be a good a good a good show that I might see you at um you know the thing is I don't go to a lot of uh I go to I go to a lot of local shows but I don't I don't necessarily go to see any individual band um more so than others necessarily um I know you're a man man fan there we go man man that that first album that's the answer the answer to that is rabbit habits Uh, Man Man has been one of my favorite bands since I was like 15 or 16. Um, I fucking adore Man Man. One of my biggest influences. Um, I will listen to anything they put out. Um, I, uh, for a little while, I had a very, un, uh, a, a very, probably not very memorable to him, but very memorable to me, uh, strange relationship with Honus Honus, the uh, lead singer and keyboardist. Uh, I drunk messaged him a lot of uh, a lot of times, saying weird things, um, urging him to listen to my music, and uh, threatening to murder him. Um, he probably gets a lot of that. He took it in stride. I think I think that guy gets a lot of death threats. You can hear it in his music. That guy gets death threats yeah. all yeah. the time. I don't know why, but yeah. I mean, uh, maybe he he, he, is, he is Butterbean. He definitely at least threatens to die yeah. in a lot of his music. Butterbean, we're gonna get you. I love that. The uh, the that drummer of that band was from Fords, New Jersey. Which really? Is, yeah. Um. Actually, a good friend of mine, Matt Scott, um, owns his ride symbol. His, his huh. brother, his his brother was good friends with him growing up, and used to frequent the house and used to play on Matt's drums. And he gave him his ride before he left for Philly. Super underappreciated drummer. Incredible Amazing. drummer. I don't know how much they share the writing process. Um, my under- it seems to me like Honus Honus is the songwriter, but there's no way that Pow Pow doesn't come into play and like really oh, help yeah, out. Man, I, mean, I mean, the timing that they execute both on stage and on record, the way that they are able to synchronize their playing is so fucking unbelievable. Well, they went from like a 12-man lineup of just random horns and, 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 and really... Noisemakers, like yeah, screaming, old, hollering. Old-timey, you know, yeah. like really like... type music to, to just like this crazy electronic, alien electronica. Yeah, they've really and changed And he always stood out on the drums anyway, yeah. just on a three-piece, just playing along with yeah. like a Korg that's doing wild shit yeah. while the singer put down the piano and just 
grabbed a mask and, yeah. and started doing hoodoo. They put hoodoo. on a great show. They sure do. Best show I've, I've ever been to was Man Man. Uh, I've seen them twice now, and one time with Gogo Bordello, and uh, one time headlining, and they were... They are just... They're the... They're the I, I, they're the king. I love them. I love Man Man. I saw them with Me Without You and, and Murder by Death. And Touche oh, Amour. I think Murder by show? Death was with them. Was it um, in Philly? Yeah. yeah we went was, to the same show. Yeah, I was there. Oh, far out. Yeah. I, that's, that's the first time I met him. Yeah. And he gave me a flying hug, and it, was, it made, my night, made my night. Flying. That was a great show. It was a and their fans incredible show. And their fans come decked out, like, top yeah. to bottom, like, man-man. Face man. paint, yeah. paisleys. It's who I wanted to be. It's yeah. who I wanted go, to be when I, still, you know. Um, I don't do, I don't still, well, I don't still do uh, the face paint as much as I used to. I still wear an eye on my forehead quite often because that's always been my thing. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it like face paint was like a big part of what we did when we first started. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Let's see. You know, let, let the audience decide whether or not they want to wear face paint. And they often do. Mm-hmm. Not always. Um, but uh, Man Man fans are insane. They go nuts at those shows. They're, they're moshing. Yeah. No, to like... It's- avant-garde rock music it's right. crazy well, that's, that's what I'm saying there's like this there's like this turnover and especially like you get these I call them younger kids I'm 28 but I see like these 17, 18, 19 year olds that are starting to play music and just I'm seeing like all these mashups of just really obscure musical styles or old time musical styles mixed with like all these other strange things and it's like you start you see like Instead of seeing just punk kids or hippie kids, you see hippie punk kids. And, yeah. But like they have like a little, they have a, they have a little sensei in them. Yeah. And they're they're a little electric and like just weird stuff. Like especially in Montclair, I see a lot of that. Like yeah. These crossover genres where you're not like ah, it's anything particular, and it's not it's not like douchey. It's it's really tasteful, right. and it just meshes and it seems natural and, and it makes me happy to see that because music is so alive. It is yeah. more alive than it's ever been. Despite what people may see or hear nowadays, like it's out there. You're you're out there. You're in here, technically. I'm in here. Good, good. Um, that's it. I don't have any more questions. <laughs> Do you have any questions? Um, no. Uh, well, uh, I guess I could, I could say thank you for having me on the show. Oh, thank um, you for coming. And I could, you know, say hey, everybody who's listening right now. My name's Will Wood. Will Wood and the Tapeworms. You've been listening to Live from the Dining Room. You can find out more about me at willwoodandthetapeworms.com. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat at, at tapewormsmusic. Or you can go to facebook.com slash willwoodandthetapeworms. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Add me as a friend. Honestly, I don't, I'm, I, I'm cool with that. I like that shit. Um, okay. You know, I... Uh, Hi, caller. We have a call. Hello. 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 Hey, we have a question. I want to know when the Woods next show is going to be... Hi there, what's up? My next show, we got a couple things lined up, not for a little while, but my next show is going to be on September 17th. Um, we are playing with Save Us From The Archon and uh, a, a, a Jewish rapper named Kosha Dill. Um, wow. You can find out more about uh, that on the internet. I, I, I don't have the exact details on that quite yet, but that will be available pretty soon. Um yeah, Belmar. Yeah, okay, I'm on that thank show. You. Thank you. I didn't thank know you were on that show. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, so it's weird. a huge lineup. That show. Yeah. So many bands on that it's show. Uh, Trevor. 
Um, and then after that, we've got two awesome shows in October, back-to-back. we got the 20th. We're playing with The Skulks, which is Alex Noth of Foxy Shazam's new project. Incredible musicians. Really great guys. Some of the coolest people we've ever played with. Really, really good and facial hair, too. of course, we're going to have CTD on that show. And... Um, it's going to be a bit of a Halloween show over at the Clash Bar in Clifton, which is – it's going to be nuts. That's October 20th. Then we've got October 22nd at Roxy and Dukes. We're playing a sort of circus showcase alongside Experiment 34 and the Black Clouds. Uh, crazy, crazy bands. Crazy, crazy good time. It's going to be awesome. The place is like a cabaret. There's going to be a suspension artist. There's going to be uh, fire spinners. It's going to be a weird one. So I'd recommend coming out to all three, obviously. But, um, you know, uh, that's what we got going on now. Um, over the next two months. Uh, so I hope to see you there. What was your name? This is Simeon and Jackson. We've been following you around since March. <laughs> I can't hear you. What? This is Simeon and Jackson. We've been like, following you around since March. We've had a bunch of your shows. It's been following you since March. Oh, I know you got. Oh, I know you. I know you. I know you. I know you. Hey, what's up? <laughs> are you How guys, you guys doing? Are you guys outside? Right are you now? on a speakerphone? Yeah, we're on a three-way call right now. Oh. A three-way call? Nice. <laughs> Good question. Well, uh, thank you for calling. Thank you for asking. Um, yeah. Um, you can catch us then. And uh, that'll all be up on the website and on Facebook. So if you forget the information I gave you right now, never fear. It'll be up very soon. It'll be available for anybody who wants to find out more about it. And ticket links will be available, all that jazz. Oh no, are you alright? Did we lose you? That sounded heavy. I know, we're still here. I'm in love. Hey, well, well, thanks for calling. Will, um, you got a lot of shows. That's a lot. Yeah, that's just the three that we have. Uh, but shit, I'm on two of them, so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there you go. Um, oh, okay, they hung up. Yes. Way to not I, even say goodbye. Hey, bye guys. Wow. <laughs> Is that your first three-way phone call? That was my that was that was my first three-way phone call. Good. It Good. it was not my first three-way, but my was my for the floor of them. Um. Anyway, <laughs> um. I dumped it. Don't worry. The, <laughs> <laughs> let's before we go any further, let's pick a song off. Let's pick a song that we're gonna end the show with. Okay. So I thought about it a little bit. I want to end the show with another weird one. You know, and I was playing these like kind of soft ballady sort of songs on the piano while we were when I was you know playing here. Um, but the other, but the recording we showed was one of my wackiest songs, one of my weirdest ones. I'm going to show you. Uh, I'd like to show you another super weird one off the new record, Selfish, which just dropped. Um, you can find it on Bandcamp, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you can stream or download music. Um, this is sort of the finale track on the new record, um, and uh, it features Alex Noth of Foxy Shazam ripping the fucking trumpet to shreds. So good, unbelievable performance by Alex Noth, um, who will be playing with us. Uh, with the, with the skulks. skulks on the twentieth, they're incredible. Um, he's he's so good. Oh, nice guy too. Really nice guy. He sent these. Tr- these all trump- great. He sent these trumpet tracks all the way uh, from Ohio. He just uh, he, he was just totally willing to work with us. We sent him over a scratch track. He sent back the uh, trumpet tracks. Um, so this uh, this song's uh, off the new Wilwood and the Tapeworms record, Selfish, Self Hyphen Ish, and the song is called Doctor Sunshine Is Dead. That's the one I thought it was going to be. Cool. And that's Alex Noth of Foxy Shazam on the trumpet. What a trip. I love yeah, Foxy Shazam. Great, you know, I've been listening to them for years now. and like, um, I didn't get them when I first started listening to them. I was like, what is this? This, this is gay shit. And then, you know, I 
you know, got a grip, and I took a listen to it with, like, you know, op- an open mind, and I fell in love with them. And uh, I've been listening to them for years now. And to have, you know, uh, Alex Knott, the Foxy Shazam, play on one of my fucking records is just such a fucking trip. An honor. Yeah, it really is. All right, so without further ado, Will Wood and the Tapeworms, uh, Dr. Sunshine is Dead from the new record itself-ish. Yes. But there is a little bit of a do. Oh, a do. Oh, well, more a do? Well, yeah, just, just thanks for, for doing all that. Oh, of and course, And coming man. in here and chit-chatting. My fucking pleasure. And, it has been a great time. And we'll have you, we'll have you in some format um, on the internet again with us. Maybe in a picture. I don't know. But hey, we, got, we got to wrap it up. You can hear this you episode. Anytime you sh- want me on the show, just let me know. Yes. <laughs> uh, you can hear this episode and all of our past episodes at diningroomradio.net. You can find them on iTunes, Stitcher, iOS podcast app, Podbean, TuneIn, and other places. Uh, keep up with the social media at Dining Room Radio and shit. Cool. Now do it. <laughs> Keep those empty
Trump.